Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. My name is Jim. First up, one of our three hosts, Brandon. What's up? How was your Halloween? It was all right, man. Uh, Friday I went to Bethlehem, PA, to go see Gary Clark in a casino and just had a a miserable time at the Wind Creek Casino and Hotel and lost a bunch of money. Um, <laughs> but the concert was all right. Took a took a bath. It's about four hundred dollars hotel room I paid for in the middle of goddamn nowhere. So uh, I was joking around with my friend saying like. A, a, a friend of mine that I see like once every two years that I grew up with invited me to go to this thing with my girlfriend. And I'm like, all right, like, you know, I never see him. I appreciate that he offered. I'll go to this concert with you. Sure. That's $80 a ticket. And the hotel room is like $400. So I'm already driving up to Bethlehem Friday night, negative $560. <laughs> Forget any casino, anything. So I'm like, if, this ended at this number. I haven't bought one beer or anything. If I walk away from here down $560, that's an F-minus night in Bethlehem, PA. It's already a horrific financial disaster. So uh, from there, I ended up deciding to take a couple hundred bucks out, play blackjack, instantly get gutted like a pig. I don't think I went a single hand. Down more than I would like to admit. And then I'm like, all right, let's just go to bed. It's 1 a.m. I want to... um just get some food somewhere in this goddamn hotel and, and call it a night. Walk up to the front desk because I can't find anything. And they're like, oh, everything closes at midnight here. What? And no food after midnight in, in the goddamn casino, not even a bag of chips. So, like, we recommend using DoorDash. So I uh, we go on DoorDash in Bethlehem, PA, and there's the only thing that's around is Wawa. I get, like, a late night, uh, the Gobbler Bowl. You know what that is? It's like the Thanksgiving dinner. Describe it for uh, the listeners. Yeah, so it's like basically Thanksgiving dinner in a bowl on a bed of mashed potatoes. And I'm like, I'm just going to eat this and go to bed. And they don't let you check out without selecting a sauce. And it's like you could get like ranch, honey mustard, or barbecue, which none of them you would want with your gobbler bowl. But I just pick honey mustard thinking like, okay, they have a little picture of a cup of Ken's honey mustard. I get my food. Finally, it's about 2 a.m. And they've just covered my <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner in, in honey mustard. So I just sat there and sadly down a thousand dollars, ate honey mustard covered Thanksgiving dinner, and then went to bed. <laughs> so that was that was the only thing I did on Halloween week. I knew this is where it was going when you said that. So how was it delicious? Honestly, like it could have been worse. I I spooned out probably seventy percent of it, and then I just mixed it up. It's like this, I gotta eat something. Did you complain the whole time? Yeah, I mean it was just it looked disgusting. It's it's a yellow Thanksgiving dinner. Ugh. Chris, what did you have for for uh, Halloween for dinner? I don't remember. Was it a gobbler? Honey <laughs> mustard? Can you I, top I that? Mean, all right, so let's 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 go to this. Uh, first of all, the gobbler is um, one of the most <clears throat> overrated fucking sandwiches ever to and uh, ever to uh, enter the uh, Philadelphia area. Uh, Brandon, I, Brandon, or, was yours in sandwich form or was yours in a bowl? I yeah I don't really like the gobbler sandwich but late night the hot Thanksgiving dinner is is uh 
is better than most. Now, Chris, you have you probably have stopped drinking since the Gobbler Bowl existed. So if you had about six to eight Miller Lights and you have a oh, big Thanksgiving dinner, yeah, no, we're not we're not doubting that at all. That helps. No, I, I agree with you there, one hundred percent. And I always have the argument where people – I used to always say I don't eat Wawa ever, and oh, I never Wawa's did. Crash. Well, I never did because I was – never worked nights, you know, back uh, within the last – like before COVID started. I, I didn't work nights. I was never up past 10 p.m. And then – so when I wanted a sandwich, I had sandwich options. But then I started working nights, and sometimes you forget to eat and you're starving. And the only place to stop on the way home is Wawa, and frankly, it tastes fantastic when it's your only option, so – my Wawa go-tos are the tuna salad, which is kind of like tuna slop, and the meatballs, which are like the kind you get at like a banquet. They're so, trash. can I give you a little insight? Yes. Okay. So, first of all, my Wawa go-tos, I never order them. They're always pre-packaged sandwiches, so it's usually like ham and turkey on a roll, and then I go home and I put shit on top of them because I don't even want to go near the actual deli. Uh, I had a friend that was a very high up person in. He said, "There's no meat in the meat." In in Deetson Watson, which is where they get their meat, and they increase <laughs> they increase their yield, I think, by fifty percent with salt water and preservatives. So they take the ham. If the ham mm. is however big, they they almost they they almost double it in size by injecting it with. That salty. Salt water. Yeah. Honey yeah. mustard. Just blown up. <laughs> this gelatinous salt water. You notice they don't sell years ago they used to sell lunch meat. You could buy pound a pound of ham at Wawa. You can't do that anymore. And they don't slice the meat for sandwiches. It's already pre sliced. It's in those little containers. You peel the top off, you drop it in the in the in the Marie, and it's good to go. So yeah. Wawa is uh Wonderful when it's the only thing available, but I try to stay away from it. It's 20 years of trash now. Since they stopped, yeah. when since they started baking their own bread, it's been trash. Yes. It's like since they st- since they started baking their own bread, it was right around the same time that they started having products with their name on it. You know, when we were kids, it was just you know you went in there and you bought a product and it was whoever made the product. It Rosenberg's like, iced tea or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. Wawa's. So right. You know. Brandon, did you have a costume for Halloween? I didn't know after after Friday, I pretty much hunkered down, played Xbox, and fast forwarded through the rest of the weekend. So, skip Halloween didn't basically didn't happen in my life. <laughs> I uh, I was Squid Game contestant who made it through the fourth round, and now was part of a pyramid scheme and was trying to get other people to join. So I had a card, and I, people would be like, "Oh, I love your costume." I was like, "Oh, you really like it? Yeah, I made it through the fourth round. Made it to the fourth round. Got some ro- uh, rope burns on my hands. I had fake rape, rope burns on my hands. I had blood all over my face. And I was like, "Yeah, you know, I made it through this. I'm, I tagged up with this one guy, and we're good friends. We should make it out, okay? If you're familiar with the Squid Game story, if you're unfamiliar with it, you'll have to uh, look at it. If you're familiar with it, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to spoil what happens." But I was like, you know, if you want, and I had this card, I'd go up to people and I'd be like, you know, if you guys are trying to make a couple extra bucks, you know, you give me a recommendation, you put my name down when you call this number, and it was the Squid Game card, call this number, and I get the first month free. I was just doing that. <laughs> <laughs> did you have the tracksuit? I did have the tracksuit. Nice. Yeah, what number two. did you go with? That was 112, which is my birthday. That's the only reason I went. Okay. Yeah. 
420 and 69 awesome. were already taken. <laughs> it was pretty I good. Like we had that. a good time. We had a uh, party at the bar. It was busiest night we've ever had, which was uh, saying something. Yeah, it was insane. Had to throw some a couple people out, which was fun. And I had one guy. Really? Look me, he looked me in the face and went, fuck you and your bar. <laughs> which I laughed right in his face when he said it. I was like, all right, bud, I'll see you next time you try to get in. Yeah, I, I don't. Was gonna, I was just about to say, yeah, fuck your bar until I need to come in there next week. Well, he came in. Uh, you know, listeners don't know this, but we only serve cans. We have specific cans. We always have the same shit, like rotating seasonally. I never buy outside the box unless it's something super expensive. Um, but you know, we carry a seltzer for seltzer drinkers, but we have one option, and it's whatever fucking flavor that the rep is trying to get rid of because I don't care. So it was White Claw this week, and all we had was White Claw. I saw a Truly can, and I also saw a bottle of Yingling Lager. We don't carry Yingling Lager, and we also don't carry bottles. So I grabbed the Truly can, and I look at both of them, like, in the nicest way possible, my exact quote was, get the fuck out of here right now, bringing your own booze in. Mind you, we had a hard time with them earlier trying to get ID and uh, vax cards out of these people. And I, you know, immediately Ugh. it's like not worth it. We're we're dick to butts all night throughout the entire place, backyard, front yard, like front of the bar, the entire thing. Fighting with three people over their vax card is it's just not worth the money to maybe get ten bucks out of them. I walk him out. The guy's got the bottom of y- bottle of Yingling. I was like, and you got a fucking bottle anyway. With, with You're the asshole with the Yingling. They sold it to me. I was like, well, that's a fucking lie. You can leave now. Fuck you and your bar. <laughs> it was so well, good. I loved it. It was great. Also, we had, This is uh, like a part of your Halloween every year now. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen you as mad as the last time I went there for Halloween and somebody touched that costume you had with the like, hand, hand over my face. The- yeah. And you freaked out then. You're like, get the fuck out of here. I think you even left. pushed on my face. Yeah, I left. I was done with it. I got in the car and I ranted to my wife about how I can't even have fun in my own place. (laughs) I hate this. Pretty much. Life one stranger. (laughs) Go ahead, Chris. Oh, I was going to say, you know, Brandon used the term freak out. I wasn't even there that night, but I can just, I will use the term to describe what you did, which is responded properly to that situation. Yeah, the guy that did it was he was being a creep to like girls and they were complaining to me about it and I was waiting for him to fuck up. As I've said on the show before, you give somebody enough rope, they'll t- hang themselves. And he, I had this costume. It's an anime character. He's a villain for My Hero Academia. So he basically has hands all over him. So I made this costume by hand. He had a big hand on my face. This guy kept trying to talk to me. He was drunk. I was sober. Then eventually he just walks up to me, yo, 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 and fucking pushes this plastic hand, human-sized hand that's on top of my face, and it digs into my face. I lost my fucking shit. And I gave him the line. I give everybody that pisses me off in the place. Every other person in this building you could have pissed off, you pissed me off. And now you need to leave for the rest of your life and never walk step foot in here again. What did I do? What did I do? It was ridiculous. Ruined my night. Right, Brandon? You were there. It was big. It was big. I, you don't. You just don't see people. Not that it wasn't well deserved, but if someone takes it to a nine, the other person then has to take it to a, a ten, and Jimmy just took it to a full ten. Get yeah. the fuck out of here for life. And I was standing there painted up like gold dust, like ooh. <laughs> Trying to rationalize. The, if you're painted as gold dust. I had a white face <laughs> and a blue wig on. Ooh. <laughs> and he saw you do it. Brandon was like. Ooh. 
<laughs> Tell him. Yeah, it can get a little rowdy, man. Fucking Halloween people act like the fool. But that guy tried to it's... come back in and then bragged about what happened to him. But I wasn't in costume this time, and I didn't recognize the guy. But he was wearing the exact same overalls he had the night on of Halloween. It was like a year later. I was like, I fucking now, remember you. And I are you enforcing these lifelong bans? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like if it... absolutely. I think yeah. after the second time to get thrown out again, they um, they no longer – they get the hint. And usually, they, you know, if you're getting thrown out of a bar multiple times, I'm not the only bar getting thrown out of multiple times. You're probably getting thrown out of jobs multiple times, relationships multiple times, apartments, leases, uh, credit card checks. Uh, you're probably a fucking loser, so fuck off. It takes a lot to get, like, get so drunk that you need to be banned from life from someplace, right? Yeah, call it a night. That's usually my uh, my line. Yeah, if you're drunk, it's one okay, thing. Okay, buddy. Yeah, I think people. it's time you call it a night. But when you get lifetime banned, it takes a lot. I don't think I've ever forgotten anybody I've ever thrown out of a bar ever, and I forget everybody's fucking name. I don't remember shit when it comes to people. (laughs) I remember everything that has to do with everything that ever happened to me, especially the bad things. I remember everything. But I don't remember. (laughs) I never. Oh, I never remember. I don't remember people, and I don't. But I've remembered every face I've ever thrown out. I had a guy. If you guys don't mind, I'll tell a story real quick. No, I love stories. They're great. So I had a guy, this was the Sunday after the, it was the week after the Sunday after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. So the, the 2018, the, correct? 2018. Right. Yeah. Right. Not, yeah. 2018. It was 2018. So the, the third, the, the Super Bowl parade was that Thursday. And now this is the following Sunday. And I had had enough. I was done. I was done. And this guy comes in and he's being very strange. And I flat, I told him, I was like, yeah, I think you've had enough, buddy. And he had already given me his credit card. So I ran his check and I handed it to him. He calls me a piece of shit. He wrinkles up the, the, um, paper and he throws it at me and I duck, I move out of the way. I go, you missed, you need to leave. He goes, I'm an iron worker. I'll bury you. On your fucking bridge. Like, literally. I thought I he was going to bury, bury you, like... Under your bridge. I'll bury you under a bridge. I'll shoot you. And I went, I think it would probably be better to shoot me before you bury me under the bridge. Because if you're going to bury me under a bridge and then dig me up and shoot me, it seems like a lot of work. <laughs> he comes back, like, two years later. And he orders a beer. And the guy that was sitting there with me it's a friend of mine was there the day that this happened and he orders a beer and I go to open and I go, wait a minute. I know you. He go, no, no, you don't know me. I said, yeah, no, I no, do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I said, I said, you came in here the Sunday after the Super Bowl parade and you threatened to kill me or you threatened to bury me under the bridge and then dig me up and shoot me. I remember who oh, was it me? No, no, no. Yes, it was. And you're banned for life. I think you should leave. Now, mind you, this was a Sunday both times. It was an afternoon both times, once on a Sunday. I don't know what the other day was. So I wasn't I hadn't had enough at that point. So it was much more entertaining to the guy that was sitting three stools down from this right. dude to behave the way I was behaving. Not that I behave like that often. Usually it's much more violent. But um <laughs> I looked at the guy after he left. I looked at I looked at my friend and I said, 
that was him, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, it was. It was him. And apparently the guy gets thrown out of every bar on the on the uh, west side of Broad Street, like on a regular basis. So yeah. like you said, when you get thrown out, you're getting thrown out everywhere. Everywhere. I've never been thrown out of a bar. I have plenty of times. I've done things. But I've never left, I've, I've never been I've like, never oh, I didn't know. Why, I don't know why I got thrown out. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I listen, <laughs> if I had stayed a half a second longer. I would have been thrown out. I knew I was getting thrown out. Wouldn't give him the satisfaction. I'll run out the front door. Mine usually had to do with violence. Brandon, you got anything to add to this conversation? I got another story. A good one. You don't run into a lot of iron working hitmen. They're they're uh, not easily confused. I, I got thrown out of a bar one time in West Virginia because I took a a number two in a in a trough, and I, I happily oh, no. yeah I was like I, I, I think out I of just my turned twenty one. And they got like the owner came in right as I was pulling my shorts up, and he was like, "I I gladly put both hands up." And as he pushed me out, I was like, "You'll never see me again in your life. I will never be back in West Virginia again." That <laughs> was like big time. How much? How much sorry, money? Were, sorry, how much money were you down before you left for that trip? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think I was in college, so I was probably I had about nine bucks to my name to last the entire weekend. So, <laughs> last but, bar story. I got a quick one, real fast. So just reminding Chris of his uh, someone throwing a piece of paper at him. So I worked on a place down on South Street, and um, we served food there. And someone came in with a bunch of pizzas. And I said, you can't bring in pizza because we serve food. Yeah, but you don't serve pizza. Yeah, I know, but you can't do that. You can't bring in your own food or else everybody will bring in whatever they, whatever they want. The guy called me every name in the book. I was like, all right, pal, like, fuck you then. He takes his pizza and throws it at me. I snag it out of midair. Scream! You missed, and then took a big bite out of the pizza. Oh, thanks, buddy. And he really freaked out. He went outside and then took a giant bag of trash and smashed it through the front window. Well, then you got to do something else because you just got owned now. That guy's eating your pizza that you paid for. <laughs> I basically ripped his heart out like uh, Kaliman in fucking Temple of Doom, <laughs> Indiana Jones the Temple of Doom, and ate it. Yeah. I was just like, put it in a little paper bag, stick it back in. Knock, knock. Now, Chris shows off his toys often, and I got something in the mail that I forgot I ordered, and I wanted to show this off. And if you guys can't see this, I want—I know at home you can't see this, but you guys, I want you to be able to see this. Let me bring up my screens this way you can see it. So it was a pre-order, and it's based on Wrestling Superstars toys. Do you remember the WWE Wrestling Superstars toys that, like, they kind of look like this? They would look like this, and they do this. Not yeah, the rubber ones, action. like the, no, ni- the late 90s, series. early 2000s ones. So it's a custom one. It's by a company named Chella Toys. And if you check this out. Yo, that's awesome. It's Bull Nakano. I'm trying to get her in there so she doesn't have too much glare so you guys can see it. Look at that thing. And her move is the Poseidon. And it gives you instructions on how to do the Poseidon. Pretty cool, so right? What is it? Is it? What is it? it? Like just like a body slam? Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> hands off, awesome. hands out. Hands off, hands out. It's pretty cool, right? I'll, t- I'll tell you what. That's awesome. Cheap, uh, I never was a fan of those uh, WWF ones right. when we were kids, mm-hmm. but I would love to have them now. They're I've so got a couple. cool. I've got like they're Kamala so and... yeah, they're so cool. Like the big guys or guys that did stuff off the top rope instead of their arms doing stuff. It kind of does spring loaded feet like the old he the Master Universe Ram Man thing. Yeah. So you kind of bounce off the top rope. Oh, I I have a Toy Story. Yes, go ahead. If you don't, if we Before we start talking about actual wrestling, let's talk about fun yeah. stuff. Go ahead. 
So uh, today I um, stopped at Walmart. I usually stop at like Walmart or Target on Mondays because they seem to re I figured out that they seem to restock stuff or they get new stuff in on Mondays. So I went into Walmart and I took a quick peep and peek and there was nothing new. And I looked on the bottom shelf and they had the entire new. Uh, so I guess it would be the second line of Masters of the Universe Revelation figures. Right. There's there's usually like four in a line, like four in a series. I'm sorry. So the series. So I looked down and they had Scareglow. They had Stinkor. They had Fisto. And they had um, the young girl who's the new character whose name is escaping me right now. That hangs. She hangs out with Tila. She's a new I mean, character. Hold on. The Revelations show. you're saying is the, that's the, the Netflix, Netflix show. TV show. Yeah, for people yes, listening. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I was like, ooh, they got one of each. I grip them up. I take them up to the self-checkout because if you're you – know, I ain't waiting in line at Walmart. I try to scan them. They won't scan so the the woman comes over and I say, you know, these aren't scanning. So she tries to put them in and they didn't scan. And I said, well, there's other ones. And I have a few. I'm starting to realize what's going on here. So there are other ones back there. There are older ones that I already own. I said, I'll go grab another one. At least it'll scan the price. So I run back. I grab another one. I bring it up. And as I go to a scan it, she's talking to another employee. And the other employee comes over. She takes them all off me. Okay. It tells me these aren't supposed to be on the shelf yet. Somebody Damn. screwed up. Damn. And I said, uh, so I look, she's got a job to do. I, I'm not going to be the 45 year old man that fights over toys. And I was just like, I get it because, you know, you're starting to see uh, figures that were difficult to get a hold of. They're pouring into the stores now. Right. You know what I mean? Like when I first started collecting uh, G.I. Joe makes a classified series, which is a six inch series. When I started collecting them, they were very hard to find in the stores. Now they're they they were locking them up. Now they're on the shelf and right. there's plenty. So it's like, you know, they're coming in. So I know I'll end up getting them at some point. But I was just like, whoo, I just got they were trying. And look, I was actually happier that somebody didn't because they were there for somebody left them there for somebody. An employee left them there uh, for one of their buddies to come pick up. I know they shit. Yeah, because yeah, it was only four of them and there was one of each. Like, and he was going to take them and sell them online for three times what they were worth. So at right. least they probably got put in the back. And somebody got fired. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, nobody gets fired. I don't think you can fire anybody from Walmart. Or but anywhere right now. Nobody's, anywhere getting right now. Nobody's getting fired. God, man, we are so hurt. There's been somebody that should have been terminated with a guillotine and they didn't get terminated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cut them all off. I have another story. Chris, you ever, I'm going to hold Chris, on to Chris, you it. ever go over to that nerd mall in Woodbury? There's a bunch of action figures in there. AEW stuff and um, Masters of the Universe. I, I went there like two weeks ago, and I was like, you should check that out if you've never been. Where is this huge It's in Woodbury, New Jersey. Yeah. So I drove over there trying to sell some stuff I bought off Facebook Marketplace. I got an old NES, and like they had Super Mario, uh, Ninja Gaiden, all this stuff complete in box. Some woman was trying to get rid of it for 40 bucks, so I went and picked it up in Phoenixville, and I was like, well, I'm banned from eBay. So let me try to go sell it to a store for like you know, if they give me 40, 50 percent, like perfect. They'll get their money. I'll get mine. So I dropped it off there because no one wanted to like look it up in real time. And then uh, they called me and they're like, we'll give you two hundred dollars. It's it's like eight hundred dollars worth of stuff. And right. I was like, all right, that's bullshit. For you. So I had to go. So, yeah, so I had to go get it, hmm. pick it up, pride out of this little stinker's hands. 
<laughs> I have a toy store guy that I go to over in uh, what is that area? Oh, God, I don't know the area that well because I just don't care. Uh, but he's got everything. I, you know, that's the thing you start learning. Everybody's got everything. If this toy store's got it, that toy store's got it. Right. So it's just like whatever. Another yeah, thing it's, is, the only reason I brought it up. Sorry, the only reason I brought it up is because it looked like one of those places where nobody shops. Right. So it was like there was like Chase AEW figures sitting there and stuff. I'm like, if somebody, it looked like nobody cared that it was there. So you might be able to snag some. But yeah, I think a lot of those places do their business. Most of their business online too. Yeah, online shopping. Also, these guys get um, they pay dirt cheap because they're scumbags. They pay dirt cheap for the stuff, and then they try to sell it at the highest market price, and they won't move or budge. They'd rather sit on it and make no money. Yeah, which, exactly. Which is, yeah. which is uh, it's not a sustainable business model. What you did is smart. I paid forty. I sold it for two hundred. That's a big fucking profit. You know what I mean? I didn't sell it. I wouldn't, oh, you did? I wouldn't give it to him. No, I was like, it's worth eight hundred. I'm like, I told him I paid a hundred and twenty or something. And I was like, give me. Give me 40%. I watch Pawn Stars. That's more than enough profit for Oh, and he it's, wouldn't do it. Okay, I missed that part. It's it's not like I'm trying to get rid of my old action figures. This is a complete in box Super Mario or the original. It goes uh, for $350 every day. He could sell it in an hour. He's trying and the to guy was like, no. Yeah, he's like trying to rob me. I was like, all right. You know. Yeah, so then he could sell it for 800 Exactly. So I was like, you know what? I'll just go get it back off your, your sweaty palms. I got an eBay account. Give me a small percentage. One. I just hate dealing with the packing it up and going to the post office. I know stuff. you do. That we talked about. That's how you got banned. <laughs> well, I mean, your post office is so dangerous. <laughs> the danger surrounding your post office is just stop you from going. You had to leave. Yeah. What, what, what were you going to say, Jim? Let's just keep going. I don't care about I got nothing on Dark Side of the Ring. So You uh, said you had a story? Oh, yeah, I did have a story. It was about toys. We'll talk more about this stuff. Forget about wrestling. Um, so Chris knows this story pretty well. And if I told you guys this story, stop me. I don't know if I've ever talked about it on here. So I worked at a Toys R Us and I worked the overnight I've shift. Never heard, never heard it. Okay. So I got hired. It was like back from college or something like that. I forget the exact time frame. It was right in the middle of when, uh, Todd McFarlane toys were like huge. So I'm back. I get a job at Toys R Us, stocking the shelves overnight. And I'm um, not dealing with that really well because I was getting paid shit. My whole life revolved around going to Toys R Us at fucking midnight, stocking shelves to 8 a.m. and then going back to bed and doing it all over again. I think I lasted two shifts. So they switched me. They're like, oh, we'll put you on daytime. So they started scheduling me daytime. Nobody knew who the fuck I was. I just hung out, read comic books, and played video games. One day I go in. Um, mind you, I think I lasted about four days at this job. I go in, and some woman comes in, and she's like, hey, do you have – I didn't know any better. Do you have Frankenstein's monster – I don't know, some kind of Todd McFarland fucking toy in the back? Or do you have it out here? And I look. I'm like, no, no, I don't see it. So she's like, do you have it in the back? I was like, I don't really think we're supposed to do that, but I'll check. I go, but go in the back, and I talk to somebody, and they're like, I don't know. So then I just start like, opening boxes looking for this toy. I didn't find it. It doesn't matter. But my superior, quote unquote, my my manager, who's probably like, I don't know, at the time, I, I think I was like late teens, early 20s. I was early 20s because I had a beer. Um, she comes up and she goes, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. A customer wants a toy and I'm looking for it. And she goes, 
They're trying to sell it online. What are you, a fucking idiot? That's what she said to me. I looked at her in her face. Mind you, I got my red smock on. My red Toys R Us smock with its pins. You know what I'm talking about? You're like, oh, is that kind of am? I mean, I'm wearing a red smock yeah. working at a Toys R Us, but I don't want like, to talk to you like that. <laughs> a fucking idiot. You're a manager at Toys R Us and you're 40. And I took the smock and I screamed. And I'm not going to scream into the microphone, but I will scream and my wife's going to get pissed off. <laughs> I rendered this smock off of my body. I went, yeah! <laughs> I threw it in her face. Then I went, I quit. I walked into the toy aisle where the woman was looking for the toys, and I just wooed like Ric Flair, took my hands, and just wiped out all the toys on the toy aisle. Like, <laughs> left in a blaze of toys. Then, the reason why I mentioned the beer is I went to the Pizza Hut across the street and had a beer. There you go. I love that. It sounds like both of you guys just needed to vent. You both got it out on each other. She just wanted to call some employee a fucking idiot, and you just wanted to blow up and shred your smock, and you both <laughs> Rended it. I'm a big fan of rending things. I rended my rended smock. There you go. There you go. Chris, thoughts? <laughs> That's absolutely Nothing. insane. All right, let's move on to something less entertaining. Dark Side of the Ring. I I, I, I dressed up for Halloween this year. Oh, Chris, yeah. I'm saving you for the punchline. The Chris's <laughs> Halloween costume. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I was uh, ni- early 90s. Uh, they, they, I don't like the moniker, but it was early 90s surfer sting for Halloween this year. Yeah, you look good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I like that it was all duct tape. Explain a little bit. Yeah, so, uh, you know, one of the biggest problems I have with people being pro wrestlers is that they do a really shitty job of tights. They either don't wear tights, they'll wear pants. Sweatpants or sweatpants. Sweatpants, losers. And boots. They never have boots, right? So last year for Halloween, I was Scott Hall, and I wore wrestling tights all night long, chafed like a motherfucker, still wore them. And for wrestling boots, I had uh, I have these like really minimal sneakers for working out. And I pulled knee sleeves. If you work out, you know what they are. But they're basically just like a, knee, a neoprene knee support that you pull uh, neoprene support you pull over your knee. Yes. I pulled them down around my ankle, so it looked like I had wrestling boots on. Right. And then I put knee braces on because he wore knee things. So my legs were just covered in knee up here and I sweat my ass off. And I, that was the dedication I put this year. What I did was is I ordered blue tights and I decided to go with blue for the color scheme because they popped up on the top of the website at, at highspots.com for being on sale. Mm-hmm. So I just grabbed that. And um, for boots, I bought five dollar white sneakers from Walmart. Like, so we've got a really plain, almost look like a Stan Smith, if you're familiar with that. The white sneaker from Walmart. And my wife took shiny duct tape, white duct tape. She duct taped over the laces and then around my calves and my ankles and connected it to the sneaker. So it looked like a shiny wrestling boot. It looked uh, amazing. I, I thought said, you had real I, wrestling boots. No, no. That was – the picture. I, listen, I'll commit to real wrestling, wrestling boots. I had no problem with spending the money on that. What I do have a problem is bartending with felt sh- sold shoes yeah it slipped all over the place. i'll die yeah. so i i was i thought about it but i really didn't want to bust my skull on the ground so i didn't do it so i had to get something <laughs> Dude, that would be so flirty that would be so funny well, i'm smart enough Stream on staying on a stretcher coming <laughs> come down be like oh my oh my god what happened to the stinger <laughs> um uh, listeners i just i know you're gonna be listening to later but i just posted it in our, on our story on Instagram. So give, give us a follow. I got Chris's, so, a link to Chris's costume. 
I uh, I also um, they they I put them on and I looked at my wife. I was like, ooh, they got memory foam. The memory foam was like collapsed within like two hours. It's gone. <laughs> I got big like not cuts, but I have like abrasions on the back of my Achilles for where the shitty shoe is rubbing up against my sock and burning me. It's just it, it was a mess. But I mean, the costume held up. Uh, I had to apply to makeup. I think three times I did it twice at home and one at work and everybody was asking like, Oh, do you have your wife do that? I was like, no, I, I did I all did my it. makeup myself too. I did all my makeup and they're like, Oh yeah, I, I can't believe you did that. Uh, and I felt like just saying, um, yeah, I paint little tiny minuscule men. Like yeah, this is miniatures. nothing. Yeah. I paint miniatures. This is absolutely nothing. It took me no, it took me probably about it. Th- that was actually the least involved. And then I was at the gym that day. And I was like, I think I can go deeper with this costume because I made a couple mistakes, but I, I was like, I can go deeper with this costume. So I, I knew I had uh, a small gi, a jujitsu gi at home that didn't fit anybody. So I went out and I got the blue duct tape and the white duct tape and I made tassels for the arms of and course. I duct taped around the, around the, the collar just to give it like some depth. And I drew in a in a uh, a, a blue like uh, paint marker. Mm-hmm. I drew the scorpion on the back of it. Yeah, which looks good. Oddly, looks like so if good. I if I thank you, if I take my time and try to do that stuff, I suck. If I'm like kind of forced into a corner, like it just popped. Like it came to me so hard to do that that I actually just put down the weights, put them all back on the racket, and left the gym. Yeah, I was like, I have to do this right. <laughs> right, right. Bolted. So well done. You've been a wrestler for three years in a row now, right? Two. I, I think two, three years ago, I didn't go. I didn't go as anything. Well, that was uh, COVID, wasn't it? No, that was last year. Oh. We we were open outside and then kind of inside at that point. So you were. It was the most depressing Halloween ever. But if I was to do in order, you did Triple H. Yeah. Then you did Scott Hall one year. Same yeah. trunks? Yeah, I took the Triple H trunks, turned them inside out, and then painted Hall on the front of the uh, Triple H trunks. <laughs> and you did Stinger. Well done. And I did Sting. Yeah, and if you remember, 1993, I was the Great Muda. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, I was the Great Muda in 93. Well done. Wore a rice hat. Can't do that. Oh, fuck no. Shouldn't, shouldn't do that Please stuff don't anymore. Do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh. So we got, yeah, we've got that, a couple. Of, I've never dressed as a wrestler, yeah. ever, I don't think. I'm trying to figure out who we're gonna be. Well, the one year of Triple H, my wife was Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I was DX. a cat. I was a, I was a uh, old cat person, crazy cat person that year. I had and, cats uh, all over me. Yeah. And then the the karaoke DJ at work uh, decided that he was going to basically just mock the fact that I was a wrestler that he never heard of in the microphone until he may have gotten a little talking to in the corner. Yeah. You think it's yeah. funny, bitch? No, I told him, I said, I don't think it's, I want to know why you feel the right that you should shit all over this thing that I put a whole lot of fucking work into. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's exactly what I got. And I said, also, look him up, WWE Hall of Famer. So maybe you're the dumbass for not knowing who the fuck you. Nobody knows this wrestler. Everybody in the room's like, wrestler, he doesn't know. I don't know. I don't know about that, Mr. Microphone Guy. Well, all right, so I will tell you, let me tell you a story. Man, this is, we are not talking about wrestling at all this week. Oh, we are talking about wrestling. Just real quick, it's Sting. And Chris, the best part about your costume is that you had the tank top with the exact picture of Sting. So the funny thing is, hindsight. Shouldn't have gotten a tank top. 
because in my commitment to the role and understanding that nobody wants to see it because I don't want to see it, I decided not to shave but to manscape because I have the manscape razor uh, tripper, uh, manscape my armpit hair. Oh, bad move. Well, no, it wasn't a bad move. It didn't. It wasn't shaved. It was just trimmed really tight. Okay. So but what I yeah. But what I didn't realize, what you don't realize is how much deodorant your fucking armpit hair holds onto. Yeah. Because deodorant you put on your pit when you ain't got no hair don't fucking work. Slides right off. So if you gave me the opportunity to do it again, I would have gotten just a size down white t-shirt. Right. And let that soak up pit sweat because man, I was sweating and stinking. But I was waiting a table outside and a woman. She uh, she looks at me. She goes, oh, you're Sting. And I have to preface this because of her language. I won't say what she said, but it was an African-American woman. And she goes, oh, I remember Sting. I watch him now. He's with Darby Allen. They're my and I won't say the word that she used as a term of affection. Okay. and I looked at a friend of mine who was also an African-American man who just so happened to be walking up the street and his eyes got real big. And I walked inside. I went, I bet you when you woke up this morning, that was the last they were the last words you thought you'd hear. Today. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, nah, that wasn't I didn't think I'd hear that today. Go ahead, Brandon. But yeah, it was good. I, 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 I'm very happy with the way it turned out. I was just going to say the insanity of every single time in my life I've seen a costume that I didn't recognize the, what they were doing. I don't think ever once it's crossed my mind that that person's an idiot and I should talk about them because I don't know what it is. Who, who right. where do these people fucking get off to be like? Well, he does. I he does karaoke. So, there. so there he goes. He's got, <laughs> you know, certain people have to be the center of attention. Karaoke, man. Yeah. Center of attention. Yeah. Dark side of the ring. Want to talk? About it? <laughs> Chris, you did such a good job last time. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you said this because this was the least the least um i guess we all knew about it yes which was the claim that we were making uh you guys both watched it correct yeah i watched it yep so this was the and i, I couldn't even recap it because it was a lot of legal precedent and stuff mm-hmm. like that so right. you know but that actually probably made it one of the more interesting ones because they here. went through the the lawyer yeah did the commentary whose name is escaping me right now. He did a lot of the commentary. So you had a lawyer talking about what happened in a courtroom. And the only counterpoints to the, what the lawyer was saying was three dirt sheet writers. Right. Uh, so, you know, I, it was actually the most – it was funny. I was having this conversation with somebody. I'm weird about, like, you know, um, wanting to know how the sausage is made. Mm-hmm. That's one of the so things I asked, about, people say that about professional wrestling a lot. It's like one of the last vestiges of caring more about how the sausage is made than the actual sausage. Yes. You know what I mean? Like in, in entertainment where it's yeah. still kind of cloudy, but go ahead. Right. Well, like I said, I was having this conversation with somebody that like, you know, I know I trained uh, jujitsu with a couple NFLers and I asked questions like, what time do you have to be on pra- in practice when you got Monday night football? Yeah, that's like, interesting. like, that's the stuff I want to know. I don't care about anything, right. <laughs> anything else. Like, I just want to know, like, like, do you get Mondays and Tuesdays off, off after a Sunday or just Mondays? How does that work? What days do you go out? And like, because you're an adult, and you're asking work questions, work questions. It's a I'm job curious about how your job is. Yes, that's what yes, it is. Yes, because I'm an adult. Thank you. Pretty good. No, I don't have anything. Yeah, I feel the same exact way, but uh, 
do we want to recap this? I, I actually didn't think it was inter- as interesting as you guys. I was like getting a little bit bored with the uh, legal process because it seemed very much over from the beginning. Right. And in that sense, it was just like all, all of the what could be perceived as juicy details didn't come off that way to me. But well, we I'm kinda, curious we to hear what, like what was going on. Like the story's been told so many times. But like Chris said, it was a different perspective. I think that's what I found interesting. Also, did what last three episodes have been fucking terrible. So maybe this, yeah. this was like, oh, one that I'm kind of don't really hate. Well, can I add something to that too? Yeah, man. Um, they, uh, it certainly shouldn't be called. This shouldn't be an episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, what's so dark about it? This should be an episode of Dark Side of the Prosecutorial, prosecutorial process, process of the Eastern <laughs> District of New York. Yeah. That's what it should be. Because it was like, it was like, yeah, they they had a, they thought they had something and they didn't, and they just kept fucking pressing it. Yeah, it was, they were just trying to embarrass him. I think I don't know. Maybe, yeah, who knows? Hey, if we can't if we can't bring charge against him, let's make him lose money. Unbelievable. <laughs> and it's over and it's done. Yeah. And uh, it's I guess than ever. And I get. Yeah, right. The only part that I don't know if this was public news before, I just didn't know about it. But I I'm, when I'm watching this, I'm just looking for like, give me something funny to happen that I can talk about. And this episode was very much not that. But they caught that one guy having a conversation, George Zahorian, having a conversation with Vince McMahon saying that he would give steroids to children. Yeah. If no, he wasn't talking to it. Vince McMahon. He was talking to some guy that was a football coach or something, right? He was like a strength and conditioning coach, I believe. Bruce and Dunn, I believe his name was. Bill yeah, Dunn? Yeah. Bill Dunn. Uh, Bill Dundee. Bill Dunn. It was Bill Dunn, I believe. Because yeah. I remember thinking Bill Dundee. And Which is it, just bananas. Insane. I think it's high school kids, like that kind of kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's probably what he's talking about. Right, high school yeah. football kids. Technically, I mean, they're kids. They're under 18. They're kids. That's not technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah they are. are kids. Yeah, I don't know. Do we have a bit? Uh, uh, oh, I, I did want to make a point. How about Dave Meltzer not looking like the biggest piece of shit in this episode? Oh, no. I was going to give him the award anyway because I just fucking hate him. No, the guy <laughs> from the Post, in my opinion, was the worst. Yeah, guy. there's. And there's he's a... still a piece of shit. And he always has it. The Post sucks. There's a lot of. Um... You hear a lot, like when 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 Bruce Pritchard used. I don't know if he still does a podcast, but anytime you mention that guy's name to anybody that was in wrestling at that time, like he just had a hard on for wrestling apparently back then. Phil Mushnick, that was his name. Mushnick, yeah, yeah, Mushnick, Little Shop of Horrors. Yep. A lot of this too. <laughs> a lot of this too. I think I was forgetting because this was before most of the celebrity trials that we're now familiar with. The amount of evidence and case that you need stacked up against someone of like a Vince McMahon stature to actually convict them of something. And I kept going, like, how the fuck did they not do all of their due diligence beforehand and get keep getting hung up on all of these technicalities? But I just wanted to mention that piece. It's like, well, that stuff, a lot of those cases that are famous now haven't happened at this point. Mm. So they're kind of probably didn't do all of their work and are treating this like a normal trial and then just getting pwned by these celebrity lawyers. Yeah, expensive celebrity lawyers that are really good. Their job yeah. is to get rich people off, and they often are successful. And he knew it. He wanted to go to court. He's like, yeah, fuck it. Go to court. Let's do it. I Get me on it. Get me, get me questioning these people. Get me out there. The lawyer, whatever his name was. I got to say, he was pretty cool. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of him. I mean, for a lawyer, he was pretty damn cool. He was a bad uh, You know, it's, 
it's when you watch them and it's it, it's impressive to see anybody do their job well. Right. You know what I mean? And he said it. You know, he's like, your lawyer sucked. That's why you lost. <laughs> they didn't. Who? Yeah, he said it about somebody else. He didn't have my lawyer. Yeah. He didn't have me. <laughs> what right. can I say? Nothing wrong with being competent, especially if you if you're good at it. That's it for Dark Side of the Ring. Hopefully forever. Maybe forever. We're gonna have to find something else, I guess, to watch. <laughs> Shitty. I don't know. Do we have anything else to watch? I don't think there is. We may have to start watching Lucha Underground and and, and revi- reviewing it in <laughs> retroactively. Oh, that'd be amazing. Brandon, any final thoughts on the dark side of the ring in general? Yeah, it's a shame. When that season started, season three, I was like, actually, this is going to be more interesting than the week-to-week show, and somehow it got worse over the course of the season. So, you know, I can't predict what's going to happen, but I think we all hope that this is the end of it. So we're moving on. AW. <laughs> I guess we'll talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. I mean, All right, let's start off with, I guess we'll start with, I guess Dynamite came out first, right? It was on Wednesday this week. Let me take a look and see what we got that happened on Dynamite. Uh, that's worth talking about. Some things we predicted. Uh, Dean Ambrose jobbing out number 10 man. Brandon, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, we, that's, we didn't even get as much as I thought. What did this match last, 30 seconds? Yeah, And the, fucking 10 man took was him busted up. It took him longer to Moxie to get into the ring than the entirety of the match itself. He shredded uh, Tenman's mask, Minoru Suzuki style. He bites his face and uh, gets the quick pin. He's moving on. So, Chris, thoughts? Yeah, we knew this was going to happen. I, I I thought that it was to establish Mox as this mo- now that he's just like this dude, this Tasmanian devil. Basically, just taking everybody out immediately. I uh, I didn't poo-poo the ripping of the mask and the bite in the head till it bled. I kind of thought it added. That was cool. It added something to it, yeah. It made him vicious. So mm-hmm. John Moxley's through. He faces Orange Cassidy, and then on uh, Rampage we got Daniel Bryant versus, or sorry, Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston. Okay, Chris, I'll let you start that off. This was a fucking banger. Yeah, it was fucking Daniel. Yeah, I really chest. enjoyed this, dude. I saw his chest at one point. I was like, holy shit. Hamburger. But yeah, I mean, this was a fucking banger. And you got to see, I think, Eddie Kingston at his, probably his best since since he's been with AEW. Certainly his most entertaining match that he's been in. I mean, you know, um, match-wise, he's always entertaining. But you know what I'm saying. He's, he, this was just his bad, best match. And I think that, like, you know, I can't think... Danielson hasn't been in a bad match since he joined the company, including that six man that we saw, which was a little botchy from time to time, but it was still a whole hell of a lot of fun. And this dude's just fucking killing it. He's so goddamn good, you know. And he looked uh, it's, it's Go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, you know, to, to consider – let's not even go into the Japan. To consider anybody in the U.S. – better than him is in my opinion just insanity roman gonna win mad wrestler of the year go ahead brandon you know what i liked about this in particular outside of the match was these tournaments like i guess enough of a storyline that you don't have to do anything else and very quickly these two escalated it beyond that with a couple quick segments talking about what we spoke about last week with Kingston's lifelong training or, or lack thereof. And then this week with Kingston, you know, kind of coming in on dynamite 
uh, and saying that all the things that he's battled, maybe that you don't know him. And Daniel Bryan is saying he's like, perfect. That's what I wanted out of him. I wanted him to get him fired up for this. Uh, within the match itself, he talks about Bryan's chest. My God, that's not something that's going to go away in a couple of days. Kingston really gave it to him. But he also did what Daniel Bryan said. And a couple inside leg kicks he wasn't prepared for. And it, it wore him out. Uh, he, he tired him to the point where when Kingston actually went for that spinning back fist and landed it he like didn't have the energy um this like the story that they were able to bring out of this pretty quickly with under four minutes of pretense on their tv shows was fantastic i like kingston going down that that is like a perfect ending that hold with the the elbows the top of the head and he's oh giving him God. the finger and he finally just goes out yep it's like just really good shit so Daniels I, I, vicious, man. This is his most vicious when he had him down and, and he just jumped on top of him and started elbowing to the back of the head. That was fucking awesome. And he was hitting him with like the elbows to the four to the top of his head. Man, fuck. Brian Daniels they, is back, baby. They call that elbow from that position. It's illegal in 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 uh, M- most MMA. They call that elbow from that position old faithful because there's an artery on the top of your head. It's the one that I think New Jack cut on that kid. There's an artery on the top of your head there. And if you elbow him straight down and bust their head open, it'll be like a fucking geyser. Blood comes out. of That's a vicious. That's so like you. And it's just it's a that was vicious and it was fucking awesome. And I love this vicious Daniel Bryan. Or Brian Danielson, sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to call him. Same Punk called him that on TV a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Well, it'll take a little while to get used to. Yeah. But, uh, my favorite part early in the match is when uh, Eddie Kingston goes outside. He's all pissed the fuck off. He grabs a chair and throws it at the ring. I was like, fuck yeah, this match fucking is already awesome. Yeah. Also, Daniel Bryan's chest, I think, is what um, the Undertaker sandwich was made of. I think I figured it out. <laughs> Just some shavings? <laughs> Skim some off. Chop them a few times. Any final thoughts on that match? And what's coming out of it? We get uh, Eddie Kingston screaming at CM Punk because CM Punk's laughing in his face. Go ahead, keep laughing. That I don't so, know. It felt similar to the thing he did with John Moxley when he first came aboard. I hope that they evolve from him just being this like loser, losing, whiny heel guy. But you're talking about Chris. Kingston. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny, too, though, like Kingston, you set him up as being this guy, first of all, that doesn't win against elite level guys because he doesn't train hard enough. He looks like that guy, Mm -hmm. physically looks like that guy. Right. And then he's also the guy that blames other people when he loses. He's done this a few times now. Right. Or at least this. I don't know if it's been a few times, but he did it this time and he didn't tap out. I didn't tap out. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, the only problem I have with this is that is this just going to be CM Punk's thing? I just have matches with dudes with no storylines because this is the biggest issue with this show that I'm seeing that nobody has a fucking storyline. They just throw them together. What are you talking about? The 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 uh, they were the Ghostbusters, man. You don't get it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry to skip ahead, but I'm dying yeah, to talk yeah, about exa- that. Man. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's all right, man. I'm gonna we're getting Eddie, Eddie Kingston versus CM Punk. They got a week. They have a full week to tell a story, and CM Punk's been pretty good. So, you know, I like. I, if Are you're we turning on CM Punk already? I don't want to. Turn no, no, I just don't like the way that AEW. AEW is not. AEW has had great wrestling matches. They've all all the greats have been. You know, I think it's going to be hard to. Uh, I mean, look, I'll tell you right now, I, I'm still in like any match of the year unless something really comes up after this. 
when we do match of the year, it'll probably be an AEW match. Right. That's the one. You know what I mean? So, like, they're having great matches. And also, this is the one we're paying the most attention to right now. Like, I haven't haven't watched watched a minute of WWE since we stopped covering it. Right. Neither have I. Brandon, get thoughts. I think I've turned on CM Punk already, yeah. I'm kind of sick of it, so. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's starting to, is it intentional? I have no idea. It's kind of, uh, all right, let's, let's talk about intentional then. <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on to, um, fucking Cody. All right. So, uh, Cody, Cody's doing a promo where he's basically, Cody reminds me of, okay, I didn't, I, I didn't, like, I hate, all the Cody stuff so far in the last, especially in the last like few months. But he does this promo where he's almost like the commissioner of the NHL coming out and presenting the trophy to the winning team. All the fans are booing him, but he still goes out and smiles and he's like waves and says, thank you everyone. Fans of Chicago. Boo. That's how it felt to me. I'm not going to say I like it, but but it's way better than what we've been dealing with, where he's like conscious of it. And he's like, I don't care, but I'm going to keep doing everything for you. And you guys say that I'm like doing it. I'm doing it for myself because because I'm CFO and whatever the fuck he was talking about. I didn't hate it as much. Does this make sense? It makes perfect sense. Chris, go ahead. I'll let you go. Yeah, no, no, I can't really add to it. You nailed it. That's a perfect analogy. It's Batman coming out with the Stanley Cup and everybody booing the living shit out of him as he hands it to the captain of your team that just won the Stanley Cup. And people are still fucking booing him. And, he, and you know, Batman doesn't give a shit. He's just like laughing about it. Like whatever. Politician anyways. Yeah. He laughs. Say hey, I'm here. Yeah, 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 yeah. When this happened and everybody started booing him, I was kind of like, this is pretty funny. Brandon, go ahead. I have a feeling you don't like it as much as I did. No, I, actually, I, I didn't think this was bad. Okay, uh, you're on the same same page. We had talked about whether he was doing this, like, was he in on the joke or was this just happening and he's not getting it? And he he made it clear this time that he's in on the joke. However, I will say that he's got to the point now where um, I watch the episode and then I will go read, like, a recap before the show mm-hmm. the day of to make sure I'm not forgetting anything. And I completely forgot that this happened and had to go like look it up a second time. So he's got to gotten to that point of boredom with me where now I, I it's almost too late where I have to like be mindful of the fact that he's on the TV now because we're going to talk about it because he's that uninteresting. One thing I am interested in is the fan reaction. It's the only reason I really pay attention to this. Also, uh, Andrade El Idolo coming out and doing probably his best promo so far since he's been there. He hasn't had many. Where he goes. <laughs> He said his tattoo was stupid. I loved it. Bad decision, his tattoo. Oh, my God, I love that, because his tattoo fucking sucks. What are you talking about? <laughs> Chris, has a, Chris has a giant uh, Cody symbol with a USA flag in it. <laughs> I have a Punisher symbol with a blue stripe. Does that make me a good person? Chris, thoughts? I think it makes you a very uh, a person who um, supports law and order throughout the land by putting the <laughs> emblem of a murderous vigilante on your arm. <laughs> <laughs> thoughts on this i got no thoughts no no yeah. no cody uh, we i think we've talked about it enough it's he's definitely snooze button for me right it doesn't I matter do what you put him with i just do not give a shit right pretty good 
Andrade's promo was awesome, and it, yeah. it almost left me to the point where I was like, why are they not letting him just go on his own? Because uh, not to group these guys together just because that they're native or uh, you know, first language is Spanish, but sometimes that shit just comes off as funnier because it's like their English they use is more simplistic, and it's just like that, like, that tattoo, bad idea. Bad idea. Like, yeah, it's exactly. bad <laughs> just idea. Like very simple and and cracks me up. I was like, he can speak English. Just yeah. let him go. We don't need all these dorks following him around. So I just wanted to highlight that. That I was like, oh, I didn't realize he was that good at English. By the the way that they protect him from talking, I thought it was much worse. And he was pretty funny. Just let him go out there and talk. They're fucking pros. They don't need. Right. They don't need a guy to do it. I don't give a shit if I can't understand it. It's fucking amazing. Maybe I'll learn some Spanish listening. Yeah. Well, you you also, uh, you know, it AEW, you have the fan base in AEW that knows who you are, knows what you've done, and respects your work, and doesn't give a shit if your English is, you're speaking English as a second language, and you're really not hitting all the points that you're trying to hit. They don't care. Right. It's not WWE where it's going to be like, oh, he doesn't speak English. Villain. Right. <laughs> right? right. Right. You know, the 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 the, uh, the the guy he's wrestling was running through the crowd, popping babies heads with a spike. But the dude that's in there that stopped him, he doesn't speak English. So we hate him. Right. I am. Um, the, the interesting thing about El Idolo and is that he's very I mean. They were. He's very fucking Tetsuya Naito. Everything about him, it's the same fucking character. Tetsuya Naito was inspired by El Idolo from his younger days. So it's like, they come off the same way. It's just that he doesn't speak English. Just let him speak Spanish, man. He's going to come off just as fucking cool as Naito does. Of course, opinion, but I don't know. I don't get it. Just let him fucking talk. You know what I didn't like? Bobby Fish versus CM Punk. Was not a fan. Chris, I know you're a fan, a big fan of both. I'm not a big fan of both. I just, <laughs> oh, I thought you were. You know, no, I mean, I, I don't hate them. I, I mean, know. but um, I either, but. yeah, I once again, yeah, didn't care. I, I you know, I, the CM Punk, uh, yeah, I have nothing to say. I'm just gonna come out of gibberish. I'm trying to force points that aren't there. This was just kind of happened. And uh, I watched it and then didn't watch it. Right. I think this falls into the we're starting to get disinterested in CM Punk pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The reason why you're dis- just getting di- – I think the reason why I'm starting to get disinterested in CM Punk is for no other reason than they are – there's no reason why he's doing the things he's doing. He's not doing anything, He's really. just doing – he's just showing up just to show up. Like, give me some stakes. Give me, let him, something's got to happen where there's actually a reason as to why he's showing up and fighting dudes. Even if you tell me he's just doing it to collect a paycheck, right? Like, he's not, he's just showing up and, hey, yeah, oh, this week's Bobby Fish. Last week's, what was his, uh, Red Death guy. And the week before that, I mean, like Darby Allen, pay-per-view. But why did he fight Darby Allen? Just because he felt like it? Because that's basically why it happened. I'm not shitting on the match. I enjoyed it. I love CM Punk coming back. But now you're just, are they, were they going to do this? We've talked about this before. Are they going to do this or just going to ride the wave until the wave and then they'll actually start throwing storylines his way? Mm. And even if you're just going to be there to help, like to work with younger guys and make younger guys look good, you still need a storyline. You can't just show up and wrestle every week, especially since you fucking win. Right. He wins all the time. Sometimes he's losing to these guys. 
right? So, I mean, Bobby Fish, Bobby Fish is a good wrestler. Bobby Fish is a good wrestler as a guy that loses to people when there's no stakes. Okay, fine. But, you know, he he's no – he was better. He's a tag team guy. He was better when he was with Kyle O'Reilly. You know, if he was – if he was like, you know – high-end or top-of-the-card guy by himself he would have done a long time ago. You forget how long this guy floated around with nothing to do. Yeah, he was, you know, ring of honor for years. Brandon, yeah. do we have any thoughts on this, Brandon? Yeah, part of this is like is sometimes when you watch the show, it feels like you're watching a re- recording of a house show where you know they got to get CM Punk out there every night because people want to get into it, but it, it just doesn't really make any sense for the TV show. And for both of these guys, as far as AEW crowd is concerned outside of the people probably everyone listening to this podcast but if you're just watching AEW, who the fuck is cm punk and who the fuck is bobby fish and why do i care hmm. that bobby fish just showed up two weeks ago and now he's fighting this guy that uh, if you're 10 years old and you just started watching wrestling was good before you were born but you've never seen and it's just like it doesn't mean anything so uh, they gotta they gotta get somewhere with some of this stuff i think they rely too heavily on the fact that everyone's just supposed to know everything all of these guys did and they're not really driving them forward. That's their fan base. Wrestle well, nerds. I, I've said this. I've said this a bunch of times that this AW has consistently played to the back of the room since the since their inception. Wrestling nerds. If you want that audience to grow, I don't have to know who the guy is in the ring, but at least give me a clue as to why he's doing what he's doing, right? Like you have to admit that there's got there's got to be some got some people out there, right? who like have been watching the NBA or anything else on TNT and be like, you know, they got a new wrestling show. I haven't seen wrestling. I haven't watched wrestling in a while. Let's check this out. I think Jericho's on it and it looks ridiculous. I got to see this. Right. And then you turn it on and it's a bunch of dudes. And then, Oh, you do. You see Brian Danielson and you know who he is. You see CM Punk and you remember him. But what? what? Cause like perfect example, we watched WrestleMania at your place, Jim, and one of the guys that was there, who met us there, hadn't a big wrestling fan, but hadn't watched it in years, and he would lean in and go, why are they fighting? Mm-hmm. And then you would just run down the list and be like, okay, I get it now. Right. Right? Not some guy that doesn't watch wrestling or never watch wrestling, because there's no, there are very few people out there that watch wrestling and never stopped. I stopped from like up until like WrestleMania 30. That was the first time I had watched WWE in, dec- in a decade at least, and... Uh, I think it was right like invasion angle was like the end. I stopped watching wrestling seriously, right. maybe a few pay-per-views here and there. But then we would go – then I started watching again. And the only reason I started watching again is because WWE Network came out and there was all kinds of old shit on there. But I started watching again. It happens. People do it all the time. But you have to have a reason. Like I got Daniel Bryan because they explained the whole lead-up to that match in those two matches at WrestleMania 30. And it made sense. But if it was just like, oh, Triple H is wrestling this little bearded, long-haired dude. Because I kept saying, who's the hipster wrestler? Right, Goatman. Yeah. And then eventually they kind of like, you know, they they it made sense to me. But there's got to be a storyline behind it. And that's these, these matches with CM Punk, none of which have a storyline at all. Right. Shall we move on? I uh, didn't. I think something else. Didn't something else? Oh no, we're not moving on from the program. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no, no. I didn't no, mean we're still talking. <laughs> we got a couple of things that, that happened that I want to talk about. But first of all, I just noticed something. So I'm looking at my toy that I talked about earlier, my Bull Nakano 
action figures. So he's got to collect them all on the back. So here's the characters he has, right? He's got the real world champion Nick Aldis toy. Mind of the Meanie 2-pack, which is the Blue Meanie and some dude with a beard who I don't know who that is. The Dynamite Kid, Tom Billington toy. A Hayabusa toy, which is I was talking to you about earlier, was like a spring-loaded one that jumps off the top rope. And he made an all-ego Ethan Page action figure, which brings me to a match that I could not give a fuck about. Ethan Page versus Sammy Guevara for the TNT title. Did you guys watch this? The eyes zoned out so fucking fast on this. Chris, go ahead. Fast forwarded. Brandon. I was going to say, one of these things is not like the other when it comes to that toy set. But right. no, I just don't. I mean, I did watch it, but it was one of those things where, again, you, you stare at the TV for 10 minutes and you're just like, what did I just watch? So I, I so Neither of these guys do anything for me. We're getting a, a 10-man match out of this. Is it going to be in an empty stadium or some fucking weird shit where everybody's got to stare at the TV screen, closes the show, and everybody sings Jericho? Because I'm not into that. I'm not into them ending the show. I don't. I'm not into. It. We're going to talk about the pay per view in a minute. But, I hope not. Well, right. We just did the mini or the Philadelphia street fight, and we saw how boring that was. And now this is a Minneapolis street fight, which is like, is that even a thing? Is the that a streets thing? of Minneapolis snowball fight. Like, what the fuck do you do? <laughs> Ice skating. What does that mean? Like, oh, the the, the uh, I can't even think of a food or item related to the city of Minneapolis. I don't Anyone from Minneapolis listening, send us a message, a DM, and tell me what you're famous for. What uh, would a street fight in Minneapolis football. represent? All right, I'm going to move on. <laughs> I'm talking about with this match. So um, we get... I was we get about to, to say something awful. Well, okay, don't say that. <laughs> no. So, uh, oh, Prince. Prince is from Minneapolis. Kirby Puckett is from Minneapolis. Minion. 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 Minneapolis. It's next to Minneapolis. <laughs> Minneapolis. It's Minneapolis, St. Paul, and Minneapolis. Minion. Minion. Naked Minion, Minneapolis. Oh, God, dude. I know what you were going to say. All right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Leave I, it at that. Let's move I will on. I won't leave it at that one. On. Let's, talk to, let's talk about Serena D versus... Uh, Hikarshida, Hikarshida gets her 50th win. Congratulations. Great match. And it ends with Serena Deed getting real angry and taking out <laughs> taking out uh, Shida's knee. So that helps us with our storyline with the tournament. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, we're locked in here tournament-wise. I don't think we missed a pick yet. Uh, yeah. The match was a lot of fun. Serena Deeb, I it went where we thought it was going to go, but Serena Deeb had some great spots. I thoroughly enjoyed it, except for Aubrey Edwards, who has, I truly can't stand anymore, especially in this match. And what are the point of having referees when you bring six of them out? So Serena Deeb snaps after this and just continues to put uh, Hikaru Shida in holds, like break wearing. She was wearing on her leg the whole match, and she's just torquing her left leg after the match. And Aubrey Edwards is just jumping around doing exaggerated like crosses with her hands and waving her arms up in the air to the right. Here comes six. She waves on five more refs. They also don't try to stop her from brutally destroying Hikaru Shida's left They're just left dancing knee. around. And they all then begin to just jump around and wave their arms until she finally, I guess, just like Jerry Lynn comes out and convinces her to stop on her own merit. But it's just Please. she takes she, so much of the attention away from the match 
because it's everything she does is so exaggerated and makes no sense. And she's just eternally in that. Like Chris was saying, Kenny Omega, like doesn't know how to move when he's not the star of the show. She's just constantly doing that weird, like jittery interpretive dance is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is like a glide step and it just doesn't look like you're working the whole fucking time. Chris, I was just going to say Kenny Omega does. Here's the thing between the two of them. Kenny Omega doesn't know what to do. Aubrey Edwards knows what to do too well. Yes, yes. It's very she deliberate. She slides it's in very positions and like chorus well, line. That's who she is. Locks. She's trying out for the chorus line. Yeah. It's just like when they, when I watched that match and there was that like, you know, shoulder shoulder tackle and when the guy hit the mat and she was just like shoom. It's <laughs> like, oh my God, what's going on here? Yeah, so she's I, I, she takes away from the match. I agree with you 100%, but I just think that she knows what she's doing, what she's doing way too well. And it's just like, why is this person doing – they're voguing. She's voguing. She's she's in, intentionally and deliberately annoying yeah. us. Yes. <laughs> Fair. But we were right. So we get uh, – we get this I, this tournament I don't think is ending. This tournament ends on – whoa. This tournament ends January 5th of 2022. What? Wait, wow. that can't be right. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. When does TB? When do yeah, they? When do they go to TBS? Oh, it's probably to it. Yes, they're gonna. But here's the problem. Then they started so then, soon. Then fucking wait. You got a pay per view coming up, and you're not gonna have the fucking finals for this tournament on it. So they're gonna. St- I actually think that's okay to not have like the pay per view full blow up, and then nothing's right. going on. I think it's okay to have some other thing outside of full gear. I th- why wouldn't you just start it after the next pay-per-view, though, and have it go through a month? Yeah, yeah so that's we're going to get I mean, a match a, a week month. is what we're getting. We're getting a match a week, yeah. and the rest of it's all going to be on dark and elevation. We're going to get, like, six-man matches and shit. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. This is Think about it this way, though. Okay, so they're going to do the tournament. They have another match, and then they have the finals. The fi- you have two more matches, right? They'll, they'll go down to the final four, I guess is what I'm trying to say. By then December. you know. Then you know who your finals are. You got a month build. Yeah, that's pretty. You can good. wait. That makes okay. That's all right. It gives you something. It it, it actually is a smart. It, it's a good move, especially for them who have they build nothing. Maybe we're just so There's used no to thing being rushed <laughs> so fast that we're yeah, like, why are they rushing? Everything. Why aren't they rushing? They right. should be rushing. And they and they and they're and then they so they go through the tournament. That's great. And then it's that you know after Thanksgiving or whatever they'll the they can build this. Bullshit can happen in the background. All the shit talking and promos. This one attacks this one. This one attacks that one. You know, once somebody's beating up an opponent, and then the baby face in the match comes out and rescues the dummy that they don't even who they are, but they're putting their ass on the line because they got a fight coming up in two weeks, whatever. But yeah, I, I, I don't mind this at all. It gives it something. Gives it some build for that first show. Because we remember right again, after yeah. that, the pay per views are so far apart that after the pay per view, you're just like. You wow. know the storyline is going until the next pay per view. So that first couple weeks, month, you're like, oh, there's none of this stuff matters. Right. At least then you have a storyline running separate from that schedule. Where I'm like, I don't want to watch this dynamite two weeks after the pay per view. But Nyla Rose is going against Sheeta during that week as a main event. That will keep me interested. Right. So there's right. something else building off schedule. Coming off that too, we so we got Jade Cargill. She's sitting out. She she faces the winner of the Bunny versus Red Velvet, which is happening on the third, which is tomorrow. I think both of these matches happen on the third. Doesn't have a doesn't have a date on it. 
Anna Jay versus Jamie Hayter is definitely happening on the third. They face Thunder Rosa. It just came out. Thunder Rosa put on her blog that she's got a concussion. So I'm assuming that this actually works in her favor if she doesn't face another match until the end of the month. So there you go. Works out. Any final thoughts on this before we move on? Nah, I got nothing. All right. Um, The Internet told me. I'll wait on that. How about this? Um, MJF. (laughs) MJF faces a jobber. Uh, a man named Bryce Donovan, and uh, gets the shit kicked out of him. Then he starts talking shit. Sting shows up, but go ahead, Chris. I'll let you just des- Chris. You can describe what happened here because you sent me an image of it, and I didn't know what we were talking about <laughs> until I watched it. And I laughed. I forgot. I, I forgot. I did yeah. that. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Go ahead, God. You talk. All right, so. Yeah, so they're in the ring. Uh, Sting's music plays. Everybody goes crazy. It keeps playing. Everybody kills them, goes crazy. Then it turns off, and MJF starts laughing at everybody. Ah, ha, ha. He called the uh, native people of Boston, whatever town, town of the week, he called them stupid for being from that town, you know, yeah, like you usual, do. Usual you and um, then the lights go out. And he begins to accuse, he being MJF, begins to accuse Tenman of playing a joke on him. And Tenman says, I didn't do this. And then the lights come on and who's in the ring but Sting, Mm -hmm. wielding his baseball bat with proficiency. He hits (laughs) Tenman in the, Tenman was, it was, it was actually, he, Tenman had the chair draped over his back like he was going to hit somebody with it. And it was in a perfect spot. The dumbest baseball bat hit but it was good because it was super fucking loud and it probably did nothing to hurt anybody right it had had an effect even though like when you think about it it was like why did he just basically smashed him on his shield as hard as he could but it was loud as shit and it had it was a good effect he proceeds to clean house mjf bails immediately to help nobody he bails to the to the ring apron and or i'm sorry to the rail and standing behind the rail Claude fucking Reigns. Claude Reigns, the invisible man. The invisible man. And I was like, you know, I didn't get, at first I was like, oh That's my God, that guy's dressed amazing. like, that costume's amazing. Why is the invisible man standing there? And he ripped it off and I got to give them credit, man. They put that costume on him and when he pulled it off, that makeup didn't go anywhere. No, it didn't. It was perfect. Pulled his mask off. It was to reveal Darby Allen. They start to clean house. Darby Allen pulls out a skateboard with tacks attached to it. <laughs> beats Wardlow over the back with it a few times. MJF, of course, runs for his life and then starts screaming how it was unfair or some other kind of bullshit in the in the microphone where Shivani is. And, uh, yeah, Sting and Darby Allen cleaned house. So, uh, you know, we know we're getting this at, at full gear. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I would assume that MJF is going to lose again. I mean, I, you know, it just seems to happen that way. Even when he wins, they we'll get, talk about it when we get there. Loses, but yeah. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, we can. I like that they did the Halloween thing with the Invisible Man. Uh, they use both of their like spooky wrestlers well for the Halloween episode. Yeah, get into it more uh, with the Abaddon match. Uh, and I felt some solace, honestly, watching 
the MJF promo because I think after months last week, I, we finally arrived on like a fully pegged who MJF is as a human being. And when he went through all of the tropes that we talked about, I was just like, yep, we already nailed it. I don't have anything else to think about this guy. I don't even have to process it. He's just doing the same junk that we've just crushed him on last week. So it, it actually felt good. I was like, he's exactly we are who we thought we were. <laughs> we right. are who we thought they were. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did you see the pictures of uh, Wardlow on Twitter afterwards? Oh, my God. Yeah, that was gnarly. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. This is fun, man. Uh, yeah, it's. we'll talk about the match um, when we talk about the pay-per-view. But, uh, yeah, this is one of the highlights of the week, I thought. I thought this is a lot of fun. Sting and Darby Allen and everything is fucking amazing. Barton Krusty. Yeah, we just, we've been talking about it for a long time. We don't have to keep reiterating it. but Yeah. Well, can I just say that there's a reason why Sting's been floating around for a hundred fucking years? Because he's a Stingman. Because he's a Stinger. He knows what he's doing. He's good at what he does. Yep. Shitty promo. But everything else he's good. Yeah. But he knows he's a shitty promo. He freely admits it. That's why he yells. Woo! Because <laughs> he doesn't know what else to say. <laughs> All right. You, you already uh, uh, glossed over it real quick. Main event of Rampage. Now, the internet told me this was one of the worst matches in the history of AEW. And I could not disagree more. I thought this match was fucking awesome. Brandon, I'll let you go first because you touched on it. We got some tacks. We got some blood. We got a zombie. We got tables that wouldn't break. Go ahead. I'm relieved to hear you say that. I was going to text it to you guys, but I knew Jimmy was just going to say back, save it for the podcast. Yeah. Now here, Now here we are. Jimmy prefaced the match by saying, uh, you know, early spoilers that tonight's women's main event it's one of the worst matches in AEW women's history. And I actually forgot about it. And I watched Rampage first. And this brings me to another point I'll touch on real quick. I watched Rampage first. So I didn't know that this was coming. And it just popped up as the main event. And I wish that they would do that more. Just especially for something as one-off as this that came off of a Jericho Cruz spat. Surprise me. I'm watching the show already. Oh, shit. I didn't expect to see Abaddon against Britt Baker tonight. You don't have to announce everything well beforehand so that half of the excitement, half of the balloon has already popped, especially with pro wrestling when you can kind of predict what's going to happen for most of these matches beforehand. Especially given that this match was brutal. A, a table or a, yeah, a table didn't break twice. Who fucking cares? They're, they're trying. I thought that was perfect. It was like, okay, they're not, you know, they don't weigh enough to go through the table. They're still beating the shit out of each other. They're still bouncing <laughs> off a fucking table. Yeah, <laughs> which is almost more brutal. And Taz actually Abaddon, makes that point. Like, if I could just chime in real quick, Taz yeah, yeah, makes that point when the when the the second time when the table wouldn't break, he's like, they definitely hurt worse when they don't break. Of course they do. It was fucking awesome. Go ahead. Yeah, that means nothing to me whether match quality, right? Especially with women's wrestling, because you know they're lighter. Right. Um, besides that, he's freezing up. I don't like her in this specific spot. It's just fantastic. Like, well, that's why you save her for Halloween. And similar to how we were talking about, like, these storylines, like, running separately from the main event, I had no idea she was on a 16 match winning streak on Dark building up to Halloween. It's yeah, like, we oh, want perfect. Her. I like that they, t- they have someone like that on their roster. They intentionally built a story for them. If you watch, if you don't watch it, doesn't matter. You, and it led to Halloween. She gets her crazy fucking match. She was no selling Britt Baker. 
She looks legit horrifying. Meanwhile, double cheeked up the whole time. And uh, put, putting her through tax. She's eating tax. And I think Britt Baker ends up like, what, rolling her up for the win? Um, yeah. Yeah. She rolled her up she onto rolls the her tax. Up, so it's like she doesn't even look weak during it i thought this was cool i don't i don't know what the big hate on this was i guess people don't like abaddon who fucking dude what the fuck because they want real this is supposed to be presented as real sports that's what they promised us it's not they got a monster first of all let me just say something the pre-match interview with fucking mark henry where (laughs) they got abaddon on one side they kind of look like they're all in the same room, but they got Abaddon yeah. on one side. They got Mark Henry in the middle, and they got Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and uh, uh, Rebel on the other side, who are also done up as zombies. But Matt, Mark Henry asks Abaddon a question, and Abaddon just like, and Mark, Henry, Mark Henry just stares at the camera like, no expression whatsoever. He doesn't sell anything. He's just like, all this blood pouring out of her I mouth. Love, I love Mark Henry, man. <laughs> I gotta say, man, like when when Rampage first started, we were kind of having a light chuckle at Mark Henry's interview style. But it's every time I see it now, it's must watch television because it's fucking ridiculous. Because they're obviously it's all pre-taped. It looks pre-taped. It looks like it's mashed together at some point, and I think it's fucking amazing. Chris, thoughts on this match? Yeah, so, you know, I get the text message from you, and then I turn the match on. First of all, let's say I, I have to give credit, uh, Taz, for all his unrefinedness and his, his speaking, this fashion of speaking as an announcer. He's definitely not a professional announcer, but he does a great job of explaining why things happen and don't happen sometimes. You know, like, and, and, and I really appreciate the fact that he does that. I love Taz and the mic. Um, but the other thing is, though, you sent the text message out, and when I remember watching this match, and I'm kind of I tuned it had already just started, and I'm watching it kind of like already saying th- saying to myself, everything that they're doing looks horrible, and then I'm going, no, it doesn't. Like I had like this, it had said it in my head that this was just going to be awful, and I'm just looking for ways to agree with what I had seen. Right. And then I'm like, wait a minute, no, it's this match is insane. At one point, she shoves tax in her mouth. Yes. At one point, we you guys didn't say anything about this. <laughs> Britt Baker doesn't want to give her the lockjaw because her mouth is so gross. And because she'll she bite her because she's a zombie. She's yeah, she's a zombie. Also, added to the end of this match, Reba or jumps up on the, or Rebel. What do we call it? Rebel or Reba? Who knows? Rebel. So Rebel jumps up on the on the uh, apron and starts like distracting Abaddon. Abaddon runs over and bites the flesh off her neck, and blood goes yeah. squirt, and the camera missed it. Are we going to get Rebel as a zombie coming out of this? <laughs> oh, I don't know. That would be awesome. I don't think they I will think because be Halloween's over, but that would be amazing. If they, yeah, if they did this match like three weeks before Halloween, you don't see Rebel for a bit, and then she comes down to the ring on Halloween as a zombie, that would be make more sense. Right. But yeah, um, this match was... You know, Abaddon puts herself out there like that with that character, and that character can go really bad really fast, and she does a really good job of just working it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like we don't see could, her that often, so it's like we don't see her that often. Yeah. It doesn't get tired, but that character can just go like you can go down the Alexa Bliss road really quick with that character, mm-hmm. but she does it so well and so bought into it that it never will. She's like it's it's it seems like that's really her. Full cheeks into the tax. Full butt cheeks into ch- tax. 
<laughs> Great match. I, thought that, I actually thought that Rampage was really good. For an hour TV show, we got uh, Danielson versus fucking, um, what's his name? What the hell's the guy's name? I already forgot. Kingston. The Mad King. Kingston. Yeah, we got Kingston, and then we got Abaddon and, and Britt Baker finishing it out. This was a good match. This is a good show. Yeah, it definitely was. How about the main event of Dynamite? Let's talk about that. <laughs> so you guys don't – see, the problem is that you guys don't understand real comedy, you know? That's what's going on here. We don't understand. Thoughts? Brandon, thoughts? I don't even know if I have it in me to complain on this podcast about these guys for the umpteenth time, but it's just so fucking unfunny. And it's the same reason why Aubrey Edwards is so popular and she comes off so weird to me. It's just what these guys think rocks, nut shots, relentless nut shots, Ghostbusters. It's just I bite my lip and I'm just like wincing when I'm watching it. And their crowd is going fucking nuts. Yeah, these you fucking see why dude, they keep doing it. Dude, these white dudes, that fucking front row of all white men. Love this shit. They were slobbering and laughing over like, oh, 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 this is the funniest shit about This is high comedy. High fucking comedy. This shit was not funny at all. I found none of this funny. I thought this shit was fucking terrible. That was was high comedy. Goofy ass brains. They're just like, wouldn't it be crazy if the elite came out as the Ghostbusters and they actually had the Ghostbusters song, and then when it happens, they're like, oh, shit, they're really doing it. And it's just, I'm watching it just going like, this isn't fucking funny, man. At one point, the, the announcers are like, um, uh, uh, John Silver said that if something happened, he would come out dressed up like Rudolph or something, or Bambi, and he did it. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I've been watching for months. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't happening. remember him saying. And then I realized. Then it hit me again, as it does in every single one of their. Remember when Chris said he was going to break his teeth? He had to go to the dentist because his teeth were breaking because of lifting weights. Mine are going to break right now in a rage. I don't watch being the elite. I'll never watch being the elite. It's not fucking good. Don't make your main event around something that two hundred thousand of your one point two million watchers watch. It's fucking trash. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, it would have been like, you know, it would have been actually interesting if Kenny Omega was Beetlejuice and fucking Adam Page was Jack Torrance. And they were like some interesting like they're their own people. But it, it has to be this boys club corny fucking costume, of course. And from there, I just actually had a difficult time watching the rest of this. We do one of the. uh Dark Order was dressed up as J.R. Kratos, which I appreciate. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I got to say, the, the, the Dark Order actually is like, they're good fucking wrestlers. They're fun yeah. to watch. And then you have your champion, Kenny Omega, who was supposed to be the top, the most powerful person, singles wrestler in the company, holds the highest, most prestigious belt in your company. Coming out, making stupid fuck. We complain about this shit so much. I know. It's never going to change. Chris, thoughts? I think you guys nailed it. I, 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 what are you going to do? I'm going to waste oxygen repeating myself every fucking week about this shit. Oh, my God. This was so shitty. It's fucking terrible. This is for that fucking pro wrestling gorilla crowd, man. That's who's in the front rows of these shows. They're going to keep saying it's fucking five stars. They're going to say it's excellent, and it's just corny and unfunny and it feels like at times these talented guys are fucking wasted 
Young Bucks have been this, doing the same move set for fucking now 15 years. Just, and they ain't young either, boy. No, they well, you can just go look at their hairlines. They're not long, young. It's fucking terrible. I saw um the, the moment so, I saw. Go ahead, sorry. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say they're so capable. Pretty good. They're so, yeah. The moment I saw uh, Adam Hangman Page pop his uh, Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man hat off and make that face at Matt Jackson, now I'd watch this 24 hours later. I'm like, I guarantee they're already sold out of triple XL long sleeve T-shirts with that image on it. Mm. This is who this is for. That's who it's for. Guy that's got a closet full of every single Young Bucks design. Now, I sent you guys a link to a match in DDT from this week. Brandon, did you get to check it out? At least some of it? I did, yeah. I So I what I did was I, I threw it on the TV, and these I saw it was like 90, 80 minutes long and like a almost like a stunt compilation. This is a match that you could just throw on in the background, and if you look every three minutes, there's just another insane thing that you've never seen before in your life happening. So this was how I absorbed it. Now, this was funny. This was genuinely funny. The DDT DDT had a uh, Tokyo Dome show. It's the first time we've had a Tokyo Dome show since this famous one, if you've ever seen it, it's Minoru Suzuki versus Senshiro Tagagi, where they wrestle in the empty Tokyo Dome, and they keep doing, like, goofy-ass shit. This thing was, like, an hour, I think it was, like, an hour and a half long total. It was long. But, you, like you said, you could just pop it on and just pay attention when you want to. It was so fucking stupid and so much fun and so goofy. And this fucking being the elite shit is fucking stupid and not funny. And this shit's in Japanese. We can't even fucking understand it. It's funnier. Infuriating. Go ahead, yeah, I still can't put my finger on what it is. Like, is it that they they think that they're funny? Like, what? I don't know what it is. Like, it's not even that DDT is like that funny, it's but goofy. because it's just. Because it just comes off as so like, I don't want, innocent isn't even the right word, but it's like genuine. Like these guys, people are just fucking around, and you've definitely never seen this before. That you, it's hard to not look at and immediately have a positive attitude towards. And the, I feel the exact opposite towards the elite, where it's like they're not. It's all hacky, run over fifteen times shit. And they're acting the opposite. Like this is something that no one's done before. So, Chris, thoughts before we close up on uh, Rampage and Dynamite and talk so, about the pay per view. Good. Yeah. So I was just curious. I never actually, I've never actually even gone to this YouTube page. I've never seen anything having to do with being the elite. So um, I decided to just click on whatever the first video was, and I looked at the chat, and it just seems to be that everybody thinks it's the greatest thing ever. Um, and to Brandon's point, it's just – I think they exist inside of a vacuum to where the only thing they hear is that their stuff is great, and they just keep doing it. And then anybody that says it's shitty, they might just – like they, they just they – just, they're haters. They just, you know, it's WWF. They want to be WWE. Right, you must be WWE fans. Let me let me have an opinion on that. Okay. Yeah. So I mentioned this to a person that I fucking despise that comes into the bar because they said, "What do you think? <laughs> what do you think about the AEW main event with Stay Puft Marshmallow Man?" Blah blah blah. 
We're not WWE haters. We're not AEW no. haters. We, we like good television. We don't like bad television. And I said to him, if WWE had Roman Reigns making stupid faces and wearing a Stay Puft Marshall or in a wearing a Ghostbusters getup, the internet would be so angry. But for some reason, because it's AEW, it's funny. Now, mind you, WWE would never do this. WWE puts Cesaro versus John Moxley, two higher mid card guys, in a goofy Halloween match. They don't put their champion in a heavyweight. And he's too important to be doing this goofy ass match for a Halloween show, a Christmas episode where Big Show's wrestling the whatever show it was where he threw somebody into the uh, Christmas trees, like that. That that's for those guys. Mm-hmm. For those lower guys, not the champ, not the face of your company isn't doing this shit. That's what right. that's for. This goofy shit is for the mid dudes, the middle of the pack. You got your heavyweight champion week in, week out, making, being this fucking over the top. I, I just, it's a terrible argument. It was great. And then when you say, yeah, but the WWE did this shit, you'd hate it. Yeah, but they always do it. No, they don't fucking always do it. They got some goof. They got fucking John Morrison doing shit like that, getting attacked by zombies. John Morrison and the Miz are the guys that get attacked by zombies. John Morrison and the Miz are the guys that dress up as two dudes in a horse suit. Not fucking the top of your company. Very good. How about you have How about you have Miro come out with the just his neck as Superman, Man of Steel, or something like that's who he wants to be. If anything, like just get ever another guy in there. And I think what these people, I, I wanted to say is one thing. I think that these fans, they like wrestling so much and they dislike the WWE product so much that they so desperately want this to work that they feel the need to wholeheartedly support whatever these AEW creators are doing. For the sake of like the greater good, and you right. just don't. AEW is fine. AEW is going to be okay. Yeah. You can acknowledge that this shit isn't that funny. You don't have to laugh at every shitty joke and act like this is. If I don't cheer for this, then the show is going to fail. You don't have to do that. Right. Like as if you don't support every single thing that they do, then you then they're done for. They're gonna be fine. They've got a contract. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, and it's almost this like I was into the band before they got on they got famous. Like I was into the elite before they were on TNT. Right. So it's like I'm going to make sure that everyone knows that I'm their their big fan, not you guys that just showed up now that it's on cable television. So it's just like you don't fucking have to. Just watch what they're doing. If right. it's good, it's good. If it's not, admit it. This 100% success rate that they feel like they have is just getting ridiculous. Right. And they blame it all on Cody. That's the problem. They got a guy that they can blame it on. They heap it all on Cody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Which they is easy. Their- they heap all their <laughs> hate on one guy and they cheer everybody else. They're like, he's the WWE guy. The other guys that are EVPs, they're not. They're the indie guys. They understand us. He's an outsider because he's good looking and fucking has a hot wife. He's the outsider. Right. He's not some fucking dork. Next time that that either the elite or MJF do something on the show, we should just discuss. Anything. Was it anything different than what we've already hammered right. or yeah. not? And then just move. On. Yeah. MJF was uh, that segment was saved by the Invisible Man. Final thoughts, Chris, on this before we move on. 
Yeah, no. <laughs> I did have something I want to say, but I think it just fell out of my ear. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 Let's move on. All we've, right. We've talked about it. Two enough. weeks. The 13th of November. Vinny Testaverde's birthday. The greatest day of the year for Vinny Testaverde, for us fans of the 13th. No one else was born that day. No one nope. else involved in this podcast was born that day. No. Let's talk about this show. So we'll start with the AEW World Championship Elimination Tournament Final. We know one side of it. It's Brian Danielson. And they will face John Moxley or Orange Cassidy. I predict that John Moxley will once again, jo- he's going to job out Orange Cassidy. Brandon thoughts. Brandon's muted. Chris thoughts. No, he can't. I think they finally built to something good here where I actually can't see Moxley or Danielson losing. They're both going off so much. So, yeah. so please Mox- let, give me that. You get Mox versus Daniel Bryan? Brian Danielson? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think Cassidy gets dropped again. Maybe he'll get a little bit more offense in, but go ahead, Chris. Yeah, no, I think you're going to get a match out of it. I don't think he's going to get jobbed. Hmm. He's going to get jobbed in an extended job. How about that? Right, right. He'll sell, 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 sell. He'll keep going back, he'll keep going back, get his shit in. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But we're getting mocks. Mocks the socks. Oh, man. I hope we get fucking. Mocks on a box with I think, socks. I think we're getting mocks versus Omega. I think that's going to be the championship match. Mox you think? finally gets his revenge. Yeah. Because that stupid bullshit is not going to work on Mox or his promos. No. Kenny Omega's goofiness is not going to get over on Moxley. Moxley will not sell it. I agree. Yeah, he's got to go home to his kid. My child. Oh, my kid. He won't go to sleep. You know that was my crazy. I got crazy. This kid won't shut up. Yeah, I agree. This That would be awesome. Is he back from his bathroom break? No, he's still no, he's not. Let's move on. Yeah. He, he ran off. Singles match for the AEW World Championship. Kenny Omega with the Elite. Hold on, wait. They're going to be ringside? Versus, why are they ringside? It's listed as I, them at ringside. Kenny Omega with the Elite versus Hangman Adam Page with the Dark Order. Okay, Chris. Uh, we so already I, predicted Mox versus Bryant Danielson. Mox coming out of this, right? We think Mox is coming out of this, right, Chris? Yeah, I think Mox is coming out of this. Yeah, Brandon? I think, God. Yeah, I think I would go the same. I think the match is fucking insane. I don't think that Brian Danielson has, like, done enough with the company or his story is not enough for him to jump over the insanity they have going with Moxie right now. I think it's fine to have Daniel Bri- or Brian Danielson go down. Then like, and this needs to be like a one of the best matches that they've had. So. I think it's, can, yeah, I think this is going to be like 25 minutes of insanity. Go ahead, Chris. Can I can I just ask you guys both a question? Mm-hmm. This is a perception question because I don't know how I feel about this. I feel one way, but I, I who do you think? And this isn't by any means a judge on their their uh, skill level or whoever's better. Who do you think is getting a bigger pop by the fans? You think it's Mox or Danielson? Oh, it's Danielson. You think it's Danielson? They're starting to boo Mox. Are they? Yeah. Okay. I'm not, I say, I, sometimes I don't pick up on these things. The first, I think, I think it's pretty close. Like yeah. him yeah. coming out of the crowd seems to be a, a highlight of the shows. But you know, when you're, you can turn your fans against you when you come into the ring, work for three minutes and run out all pissed off. Yeah, like that's true. Like, Boo, you didn't work hard enough for me because well, you owe the, me. I, I think 
because this is what I think that Brian Danielson probably gets the better pop, but I think Mox has more of a connection with his hardcore fans oh, than absolutely. anybody else does. Yeah. You see people get more individually. You see people get more excited for Mox. Mox is Mox. As a crowd. You see, yes. Dan, Brian Danielson's still Daniel Bryan to these fans. Yes. They're still yes, yes. Channing. Yeah. Yes. Moxley's a different and character than he start, ever did. You're starting to see that kind of go yeah. down too. It's, I, I, we said it, I said it before, but. He'll be a different character by January than he was when he showed up, Brian Daniels. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of t- time of him working it in, and he's we're already seeing it because he's turning back into American Dragon. But I think he's gonna, I think he'll lose, and he doesn't lose anything to lose to Moxley, especially if Moxley starts bashing him with chairs and shit. Oh my god, I can't wait for this match. Yeah, it's gonna be a good fucking Unless match. Also, to go here, full but... how the sausage was made here. Yeah, you know Brian Danielson wants to probably do some shit in the coming six months for other companies. Mm-hmm. I think this will be a good like apex for him to have an amazing match with Moxley. Moxley goes up into the title picture, maybe wins. Regardless, then you see Brian Danielson retreat back for three to six months. Right. He's, he's going to uh, Wrestle Kingdom. He's doing a couple different things. He's having great matches on you know on and off until he ramps up again for his like actual title run. Right. Uh, yeah. Could just yeah after Tag League when he gets announced, or maybe he does the tag league final which always has like some kind of like a some kind of four-way six-way where it's got everybody involved in the main events wrestles together and in a match the snow they call it the snow match because the winner gets white stuff dropped on their head yeah brian daniels is there he has a package he shows up surprisingly amazing good totally uh, nerd now it's like dude you could do anything with him and be oh fun God, right now be Go fucking awesome good chris so and back to what we were talking about. So you have you have Kenny Slomega versus Cowboy Shillsnit, mm-hmm. and I think it's screwed the up. Anticip- the anticipated return of Cowboy shit. Cowboy shit loses, building up so much goddamn hate for Kenny Omega, only to have Kenny Omega fucking lose to John Moxley, Moxley and get gets his revenge and get fucking mutilated. Yes. Man. Yes. This is coming from the dude that just couldn't hang with John Moxley. I'm so hyped for this dude right now. Yeah. It's the magic of professional wrestling, man. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stand this dude. Now the way that his story's going, I fucking I I get so excited when I hear Wild Thing. And he gets that he is the heel when Hangman wrestles him. Uh Mox. Mox. Yeah. Like a real heel, not a fake Kenny Omega kind of heel. Like the mm-hmm. real deal. People can't stand him. Because, you know, wrestling fans are like, talk about family, family don't matter, it's money, it's mad. You leave it with the wife. Wife, barefoot, pregnant, making you meals. What <laughs> man are you? You're not a man. You're not a true man. True man works. You hearing this? Working man. You hearing this at, at wrestling shows, Jim? No, I'm just imagining. Not that murmur. I'm imagining not that murmur through the crowd. <laughs> I'm imagining the intelligence of the crowd. All right, so we think Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. We think Kenny Omega wins, especially once I saw yeah, the Elite in the Dark Order at ringside. Yeah, I think it's going to be all the all the interference. Yeah, it's going to be total interference, and it makes – if Kenny Omega comes back or Kenny Omega beats Hangman, it makes him so much more hateable. Right, actually hateable. Like, hey, people will fucking hate him. Hangman is the big – he's the biggest star. He gets the biggest pop in AEW. Yeah, yeah, because he's like once we were saying before, he's one of theirs. Right. Yeah. All right. Next uh, singles match for the AEW Women's World Championship. 
Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, with Jamie Hader and Rebel, versus Ty Conti with Anna J. This seems like a foregone conclusion. This match is a dog. I have yeah. no interest in it. I mean, it's going to be good, but this is definitely a cool-down match for a women's mm-hmm. title match. Right? Brandon? Good. Yeah, this is the problem with their women's division is that that you already I can already see myself being annoyed with how long this pay-per-view is and I don't want to watch this match because it has no consequence to it. However, they can't do a full pay-per-view with no women's matches, so this is what they have to do. And then Britt Baker must defend her title. Even though we have a tournament going on to to fight her, that's very clearly leading towards no, that's, the winner. Remember that's a TBS no, title. That's we, yeah, we got to TBS. TBS. Oh, yeah, oh, it's for the yeah, TBS yeah, title. I'm sorry. I'm, that's why it makes sense it's taken so long. Even yeah, even though we have a tournament going on where they're developing all of these, uh, finally developing other storylines. Story take yeah. Conti. But uh, no, nah, I, I mean it's gonna be Britt Baker. Yeah. Ten man tag team Minneapolis street fight. Hold on, I'm not done exhaling. <sighs> the inner circle: Jericho, Hager, Sammy Guevara, Santana, Ortiz. Versus Men of the Year, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, and America Top Team, TBA, TBA, and TBA with Dan Lambert. <laughs> I just wanted to say TBA a bunch of times. Um, I'm going to go on a limb and say this is the moment when Jake Hager turns on the inner circle and joins American Top Team. Ooh! I've been talking about it for probably two months now, since American Top Team's been sh- showed up. I think Jake Hager's leaving. leaving. Jake Hager. Maybe we'll finally see the end of the inner circle. Chris Lotz, you said who? But, but they just got them dope motorcycle vest things. Yeah. Inner circle, OG. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. I saw I saw JDS live. Who? Junior Dos Santos. Uh, I saw him live in Philly. Yeah. I was happy to see him live. You know, he's a legend. Cool. I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, whatever. Really? This match yeah. does suck. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's something that could possibly happen during this match that would make it any bit entertaining, and I'm I'm scratching my head. Zero. So, I I I guess I hope that it's just the end of the inner circle. Like you finally, when you're in a long car ride, and get home to the toilet, and you can just unload that diarrhea. Let's just that was me get, twice in the last three days. Let's just get let's just get home and just flush this storyline here Dude, maybe dan lambert would probably be like extra crazy which who i could go very well or very poorly yeah i think he's gonna take a bump or two too and that's it's a street fight so hopefully he's like that that works out for america's top team because they don't need to know how to wrestle i'll have to do a swing a fucking kendo stick once in a while i hope like jds so if jimmy his his uh who's jds emma Junior Dos Santos, oh, okay. who will be appearing in this match, his famous like MMA move is a spinning back kick to the liver. I hope he just blasts Jericho's beer gut, and we see Jericho just like barf all over the place and like heal. <laughs> Jericho's poison over. dart, hit him with the poison dart. Jericho's fucking hair flies off <laughs> like it's trying <laughs> to flee his him. body. So, so that spinning back kick to the liver. It's what what what's his name? Um, the liver shot is what got. If you ever seen the video of uh, Alistair Overeem kicking Brock Lesnar, and like a half second later, Brock Lesnar just collapses. Mm-hmm. It's like the liver shot, you don't feel it, and then like a second later, your body just goes into fucking shock. Mm. So I'm hoping if he does that, Jericho doesn't feel it, and then a half a second later, all of his hair just goes. 
It flies it out falls like, like porcupine like quills. Porcupine quills. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! His hair. He used to have a head full of hair, and now he doesn't have any hair. Oh my god! Speaking of Jr. Speaking of Jr. He hits his. Go ahead. Go ahead. Speaking of JR, him no selling the proton packs. He didn't know what the fuck they were. He didn't know what it was. Program pack. I don't know what that is. Protein shake. Protein shake. Oh my god. Well, you know, but here's the thing. Got to give him credit. He the 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 elite are bad guys. I don't want anything to do or know anything about what these bad dudes are doing. Right. And also, I'm a good guy. Let me let me explain it because I also do not watch being the elite, even though it's my part of my job. I don't watch this shit. Go ahead, Brandon. I'm sorry. <laughs> You also you just reminded me with Jr. I talked about last week that there were clearly two different Dark Side of the Ring New Jack interviews where he went over the throwing the guy off the stack of scaffolding incident. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jr. has been wearing the same thing. So I I like to imagine that there was just one day where he's like, all right, what fucking controversies do I need to talk <laughs> talk about back to back to back? It was just like was like he just had to run through get the airplane to the stairwell. <laughs> real quick, my mouth's getting my mouth's getting dry real quick, and he takes his bar <laughs> he takes a big swig of his barbecue sauce. He's like, all right, I'm I've quenched my thirst. He just lawyer talked himself through like four separate <laughs> in- incidents, and then just like backed it up, and they just cut it up over the course of the season, but. Right. Uh, you go back and you piece together all of JR's fucking comments, and they're all exactly <laughs> the same thing. Jericho gets liver kicked so hard, his liver releases all that gray goose. It's been pinnacle vodka. It's been holding in and just oozes out through the scalp and lets that hair slide right on. Like those WWE characters, WWE toys that had the sweat. Oh my god, remember them? Pinnacle vodka oozing out of him. There's like a quarter shot injected to each Chris Jericho action figure. <laughs> tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. The Lucha Bros with Alex Abrahantes versus FTR with Tully Blanchard. Lucha Bros dropping the title already? I don't know. Chris, no. Brandon, go ahead. I don't think so. Brandon, you go. Go ahead, Brandon. Now, this will be fun, though, because as much as we, as much as we over-talk that FTR is a great tag team. They are good, and I've never seen a bad match from Penta and Ray Phoenix. So yeah, yeah. I guarantee you this will be entertaining as fuck. Chris, good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I still see them. I would like to see them take a hiatus, maybe go down to Mexico. Who's and, that? Who's them? Oh, I'm sorry. FTR with those titles. Oh, gotcha. I was completely lost. Titles. I thought you were talking about the Lucha Bros. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'd like to see I mean, not that I want to see them off TV. I, I, I just think it would be cool of them playing like, you know, gringo heels down in Mexico for a while with those tag titles. Yeah. And piss a lot of people off. Go down dressed in American clothes and start talking yeah, about get yeah, out of my country. Uh, American stuff. flag jackets and stuff. Holy like, boy. you know, they'll do that. It'll be great. I hope they don't do that. Singles match. Here we go. Darby Allen finally getting his hands on MJF, which is obviously MJF losing because Wardlow's interfering. Brandon thoughts. Like MJF is losing. He always loses. There's no way he's winning this fucking match. Go ahead, Brandon. Uh, as much as I talk about how MJF doesn't get to me as a heel, I do genuinely hope that Darby Allen brings that tacked up skateboard out and. and we get to see him bleed because I'm I'm very annoyed with this guy. And I would like to see him genuinely get the shit kicked out. <laughs> I'm hoping he comes out there and cuts that mole off MJF's neck. 
Chris, yeah. I've been bitching. I've been bitching about that mole since AEW started. I thought you had a lot of money. Go get that mole taken care of. That mole cut off. You wrap that Burberry scarf around your neck tighter so nobody can see that thing behind your ear. Use a use a use a fucking a, a skin tag remover. Get that. Oh thing god, yeah, yeah, they sell them on NHL Network. Yeah, they do. That use suction them. thing. Does the M stand for mole? Yeah, moly, moly <laughs> jerk fuckwad. Thoughts, Chris? Yeah, I think we're going to see Wardlow finally. He's going to turn. He's going to say some shit to Wardlow during the match and get turned on. Yeah, the old and Wardlow. Yeah, Wardlow will be you know squashing heels on AEW Dark for a while. Two heel turns, Jake Hager and Wardlow turning babyface. Oh my god, Chris, what's going on? Chris is making arms. I can't hear anything. All right, um, that's it. So. That's in on the thirteenth. That's where we're that's where we're watching. Well, I guess we're watching at Chris's house. We don't know. He took he took a walk. Yeah, we'll invite ourselves over to Chris's house. Yeah, on it's the a 13th. big official. We just invited ourselves over to Chris's house. It's his birthday. He's got nothing else better to do. <laughs> oh, is it his birthday? It is his birthday. Saturday. The I thought 13th. It was, I just knew it was Tessa Verdi's birthday. That's a running joke. Is that we constantly uh, <laughs> on social media say happy birthday, really Tessa Verdi, or I send it to him at twelve oh one on the fourteenth. I won't say happy birthday to him all day on the 13th and then on the 14th at 12.01 a.m. I sent him happy birthday, <laughs> Vinny Testaverde. <laughs> did you know it was Vinny Testaverde's birthday yesterday? <laughs> hey, man, did you hear it was Vinny Testaverde's birthday yesterday? Because <laughs> one time he got really hot about it because no one wished him happy birthday. <laughs> all right, so, uh, oh, one thing we didn't mention, RIP Ring of Honor. It's taking a hiatus. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's dead. All right. Going bye bye, you know they were paying everybody this whole time, like full contracts, which is crazy. Sinclair with that fucking PPP PPP money, paying contracts. No, oh, I mean they were still broadcasting, weren't they? I don't know. They weren't broadcasting Ring of Honor, that's for sure. Yeah, but I mean they're still broadcasting their world ass news television. <laughs> Do you ever watch their news? What is their news? Their Sinclair's like super right wing um, is... broadcasting. So it's, okay, let me ask have, you this. Have you ever seen the composite clips during like the run-up to the last presidential election where there's like 50 news networks around the country that are all saying the exact same editorial? <laughs> you never saw that? It's pretty. Yeah, wild. they just did. I just saw the same thing about something else not too long ago. Right. Yeah. That's Sinclair. Sinclair Broadcasting. Yeah. Good times. Do we think they're going to reinvent themselves, or that's going to just going to, their excuse for quietly walking out the back door? I think they're just going to. I, don't, I can't see them reinvent themselves. Nobody cares. Yeah, I, I mean, all the guys that are like vets there now all have their own like leagues and schools and stuff, so they'll be all right. I, I'm excited for John, Jonathan Gresham to wrestle. And we'll get to see him wrestle on TV that we don't have to hunt for. Finally, whether it's on USA Network or if it's on uh, Turner Broadcasting. You know what I mean? We'll get to see Jonathan Gresham. He's pretty good. The octopus. Was he the? Was Jonathan Gresham the one that won the 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 New Japan Rumble when we went? New Japan Rumble we went to. Yeah, he knocked no, out that Suzuki was Kenny and Jushin Liger. That was Kenny King. Yeah, Kenny right. King's an older guy. Yeah, Jonathan Gresham was coming. Oh, Jonathan Gresham was. He was like the. He's Jordan Grace's husband or boyfriend. <sighs> Yeah, but I believe he was Kenny King was with the other guy. He was with Romantic Touch. Yeah, that was um, 
Yeah, that's uh, Rekin, uh, Rhett Titus. Rhett Titus. And Jonathan Gresham, he's when he was in Ring of Honor, he was like a uh, very hard to put my finger correctly on what he was, kind of like a prosperity preacher slash gospel singer kind of thing. Yeah, I don't remember that. Not as a character, but the video package labeled him as one. Like he was very like it's very hard to if you ever saw like. Uh, how do I even frame this to make it even give it do it justice? If you ever saw, you know, okay, so you know how like they would sell music on, on TV. They would sell like an album of a bunch of people, right? You like, know, uh, like different compilations. Yeah, Time Life uh, Music presents. Right. right, but they would show a video that would go with each song that they were highlighting, but it wasn't a video of the band. It looked kind of like if they had it's it, it, it's so hard, but that's what it was. It looked like it, like some like cheesy video on like, you know, uh, best gospel tracks of the 90s. And he was walking down the street. It looked just like it was produced by Time Life Video. It was wild the way that they did it. And if you saw it, you could kind of see it would you'd have to see it. I can't ex- I can't do it justice explaining it. Right. You know, it's a very good wrestler. The octopus. Yes. They call him the octopus. Brennan, any excitement about anyone on the Ring of Honor roster? No, I don't really watch Ring of Honor. I was going to say that's unfortunate, Chris, because our whole medium relies on the fact that you can do a, a, a great job of explaining. Uh, yeah, I know, man. I, I really, I didn't do it any justice. I'm sorry I didn't, because it was like, oh, yeah. it's so difficult to explain, but it was so like, when I saw it going to a Ring of Honor show, it made complete sense to me immediately. I just couldn't tell you what, what it was. You understand what I mean? Right. It's, it's a bummer. It's kind of hard to do that. But, um, RIP Ring I, of Honor, it's dead. Uh, mentioned, they were able to. Go ahead, Brandon. I'm sorry. They were able to pay their salary through the rest of the year. Rest of the year, and since then they anybody... got to cut Marty Skrull mid-year, and, and saves that money. made up for the rest of the employees. For fuck, Marty Skrull was the booker. Remember, that was the beginning of the end. It had nothing to do with COVID. It was Marty's girl. He that's why he had the plague mask on all the time because he was spreading COVID through sex <laughs> with underage women. <sighs> Oh well, R.I.P. Ring of Honor. We'll never see it again. Since we, since you mentioned Jordan Grace, can we uh, discuss? She won like an internet championship at Impact's last pay per view. Oh yeah, and they're I, they're having like a multimedia championship. Yeah, multimedia champion. She won it. And so it's it like I think they only have they only have matches metaverse on. Champion? Is it called metaverse? Is that what they called? No, no it's just a Mark Zuckerberg joke. Oh, oh yeah, the meta. Um, <laughs> Still don't know what that is, but it doesn't matter. It's gonna it'll be gone. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah. I think they only have their matches on social media or something like that. Okay. Well she won this match, and if you can go back and watch it, she it was mixed gender. Mm-hmm. Right? So she was wrestling men and women. She I think took out she put quick I saw a couple of gifts or like a quick video. She took out like three different people. Mm-hmm. Um she took out two of them while and she took out two of them while she had somebody up in the muscle buster, hold them up in the air. Nice. Then she pinned that person after the muscle buster. And then whatever her final, I think her, I think one of her, I think her finishes the muscle buster, but she does a canoe. The, um, I was about to say canoe driver, which mm-hmm. is the muscle buster. Um, the, uh, tiger driver, she does that finish the last person. So she's, 
she was uh, she's their what do they call it? multimedia champion something like that yeah. something like that but it, just the 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 last metaphysical the, the last um the final sequence of that match was pretty wild yeah, to see her to look that. she's out of control yeah they also have a woman on their roster named Rock C nice bring about well not anymore well I guess they're paid through the end of the year yeah I think it's like they're paid through the end of the year. And then if their contract was like a long-term contract, they have till March. They're going to pay him through March. I mean, nice job by Sinclair, I guess. All right. I have one thing I'd like to bring up real yes, quick. Does anyone have any thoughts on this? Good. Wyndham Rotunda, formerly known as Bray Wyatt, finally changed his online presence to Wyndham 6, number 6, which is one of the few numbers under 10 that's not been taken in the dark order. Do we think that he's going to show up and join the Dark Order as their new leader? I mean, in, uh, do I care? Well, I guess, yeah, more importantly, do either of you care? I mean, yeah, sure. Looks like that might be him, overhead. Dark Order is kind of a comedy gimmick now. Is he going to show up and be like, I'm here to lead you? Because Bray Wyatt's not really, he's serious business, right? Yeah. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if they're going to try to turn it business than Bray Wyatt. Yeah, he's super serious business. Wouldn't be terrible to have him in there. You might get something there, yeah. yeah. That's a guy no, that's think, definitely wasted talent with WWE for sure. They didn't no, know what I to think do with him. I, I think we'll get him in there, and I also think good, good on them that they're they're going to wait a while. But somebody had also made mention that his non-compete just went up. I don't know how long that was for. A couple of weeks ago. Care, his his non-compete went up a couple of weeks ago. I think. So maybe he'll make an appearance this Maybe he'll be at the pay-per-view. That'd be exciting. There's a match not that exciting? has an entire crew of people outside of the ring for no fucking reason. Yeah. And one of that entire crew of people is the Dark Fucking Order. So maybe he shows up and fucking he's yeah. the one to cost Kenny Omega the match. And Kenny's like, yeah, look at me. I'm an evil man. And then it ends up it's not about him. It's about the Dark Order. Yeah. Who knows? Just wanted to call it out as like right, a, well, a looming plot. Good theorem. Because we never got over their inner working fighting, did we? They kind of just like smoothed it over because of Ty Conti. And, no, well, they... I. We discussed this. I'll go over my theory on it real quick because it never really made any sense because they didn't tell the story mm-hmm. correctly. But they were having – they were internally battling, and then they all happened to get together and get on the same page again at the Brody Lee tribute show. Right. That was what brought them all back together. They just did a very poor job of explaining what was going on when it happened. It would it make just sense. Like, if Bray it, was the one was, to take over, it would make total sense. Yeah. Will we wait until the anniversary show, though? No, no. I mean, that was what brought them all back together. I know. I'm changing the the subject, though. Would they? Would we? Well, will we? (laughs) Will we put them together? Will we put them together? Sorry, we're running out of time. I'm trying to get as many many points as possible. Will they put them back together in the uh, Brody Lee Memorial show, which is he passed away in December? Yeah, it's a year from now. No, no. Oh, no, no. That's this year coming up. It's Hold December. On, I think it would. Yeah. All, all I'm saying is, I think it would work to have him and Hangman in that Dark Order because they're they're one problem is they're not star studded enough to go with the elite. So yeah. I think both of them could coexist within that faction, and, and it, it would probably work out. So we can get out of here. But now I'm actually like questioning all my entire existence because Bray Wyatt's going to show up. Number six. The Dark Number Six. Wyndham Six. So important. Good name. Good choice. Well, good great selection. All right, let's get out of here. Um, 
We already we already settled. We're going to Chris's house. We invited ourselves over for uh, his birthday. He has no choice. We have to go hang out there and watch the. Uh, yeah, I'm working that night, guys. All right, cool. We'll be at your house. Uh, we'll see you after you're done work. Thanks for joining us this week and join us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. And for Brandon and Chris, I am Jim, and we'll be back here next week. Thank you.